118, 118, 118, 118. Baby. 118. 118. 118. Hello, 118. Hello, hello, you can't. Hello, 118. 118, episode 118 of the uh, hashtag show. Uh, the dynamic duo. I am DJ Gibble, aka Scott Gibson. This is uh, Cheeky Mal, aka. Luckily, DGMC, um, luckily, star of uh, BBC Radio One, uh, Kirsty Walk interviewee. Uh, back yeah, you may have saw back me on. in the day, Kirsty. You used to film your bum full of blues and hit the dance floor, and it was brilliant, man. In fact, if you put your two fingers up my arsehole, you might find remnants of a wee ecky from five years ago. Maybe <laughs> <Yeah>, longer <laughs> than that. Um, what's I got to say? 118. I was going to try and do this episode. Yep. Eat this uh, council episode and try my hardest not to swear. Right. Okay. Are we going to? Are we going to try and not not have a, I, not swear? I thought I was going to go for it. Gee, if we can actually have a laugh without using any effing and jeffing. You know what? I, do you know what I love most? What, what I've started to love most about the episodes now. Um, I see because where you're positioned, your camera. It looks as if mm. you're turning your back to me. Can you just keep looking off that way? I can't. You tell me. To, like if I go like that, right, the light comes in and then oh. I go under cover of the night. So that's the only <laughs> best way I can get it. You know, guys, uh, Scott Gibson included, you're just going to have to bear with me until I actually get money to, to renovate my studio. At the moment, I am uh, perched precariously uh, in a corner of uh, the room that we call, but this room doesn't even have a room. It's in the West Wing. Maybe if you stop having two cowboy steaks and two bottles of wine every night for your dinner, you could start putting <sighs> some money away but now let's just get into that because when when you were sending me messages last night, when you sent me the video, I was uh, I was jealous once again. Jealous. I was looking for advice, but I was jealous because I was like, I'm watching this big massive steak cooking. I'm going, that looks absolutely to to steal a phrase from our, our ex colleague, three men dos. And yes. then when I saw the picture that you posted of actually cutting the meat, I did I did look at it and I thought something's not right here. No, oh, did you know? I look at it and go, that looks the business. It almost looks as if it, the texture of it looked almost like brisket. And see when, you, see when you said that the, the, the meat tasted it had been boiled, it did look as if... Like, you obviously, you know yourself, when you cut into a steak, you know what a steak looks like. And when you yep. were showing the picture you cutting that up last night, it did look as if it was almost like brisket kind of texture. Like Aye. it had been boiled. I was like... What's he done to that man? He's not, I don't know what the fuck he's done wrong. But, but according to yourself, the family were disappointed in the uh, in the uh, offerings from Papa Bear last night. They've went, it's funny because they've went for like, okay, steak's a steak, to know they're all trying to give me critique on my, my, my chef cooking, my, my steak steak stuff. I mean, this is the problem, mate, when you when you provide for the family as, as often and as fruitfully as you do. You know, they're going to become comfortable in the position and then eventually they feel as if they can comment on, on Papa Bear's uh, Papa Bear's offering. The problem with steak is it's either... It, it seems as if it's either chef's kiss glorious or that's just all right. 
I think you're right. It's either I mean, this is the best take I've ever had in my life, or mm. well, mine was to... such a letdown. And let me talk to you and, and the listeners through my technique, right? Cowboy steaks, which is basically a tomahawk steak without the the big bone. It's cut down in the bone. Can I can I just ask something here, right? This is what I, this is what I'm not getting because you, as well as I, need, need I remind you yes. of a conversation we had on this very podcast. Not not that long ago, when you spoke about going to a restaurant in Glasgow. I shall refer the honourable gentleman <laughs> to episode one one seven, where I like, said said if on for the exactest days. I'd like to place into uh, for the court's offering here, uh, episode sixty two, <laughs> subsection five b. Uh, I think, and I quote, Mister Lee, I clearly state, uh, you felt like you were getting ripped off because you were paying for the bone. Yes. It was 45 minutes and 32 seconds in when Mr. Lee cried out loud, by golly, I'm not paying for that effing bone. <laughs> but you'd said, so now this is what I couldn't understand when you're gone and you're buying yourself. Bone's cut off, mate. I know, but you've still got that big bit of bone in it. So when you have to take that off the bone to serve it, why not, spend that, why not spend that money on another <laughs> another prime cut? I've yet that to tomahawk. see you cook a Chateaubriand, for example, which I'm uh, still waiting for. Is that the one that's splayed open? No, that's just a, like a loose woman. It's a full, it's a full fillet. Ah, okay. Aye, the, that's what you need to get. Aye, to take advantage of the Chateaubriand, whatever it is, you split it open, you split it open like a loose woman. Yeah, a long time ago, mate. Back, back when we were working, when we had Aye, money. Back in the days. Yeah, back when no fucking giver was out whining and dining. Remember those days? You know what, Barney? We've seen a bit of that, a bit of this, yeah? I yeah. can cover that, mate. Fuck all that, you can't. And I got, uh, ordered a Chateau, Chateaubriand. And the guy was like, um, is it for the, the two? And I went, no, mate. And I smashed the whole thing myself. He just and gave even, him a side pros file and just went, what do you think? Even when the guy came back and he said, he, he took a play away, he goes, I'm very impressed. And I went, nothing, nothing to see here, mate. Just a fucking casual day's work for your old dad. But see when you get good meat, man. It's just, yes. no. No oh, people amazing. say things like, do you ever remember, what was the film where, um, with John not just in a, Not just in the plate, in the bedroom, when you get good meat. You get good meat. So I'm going to try and steer you. Away it's so from hard not to swear, man. I swear to the Lord above. You're not swearing. This is the thing about swearing. We, we don't swear because we think we don't. We don't swear because we think it's bigger, clever. It's just part of your natural speak. It's, it's a colloquialism, Scott. Right. So uh, see, there's a, there's a film that you might remember the name of. John Candy's in it, and uh, I think they go away. They go away in like a family trip somewhere. It's like Uncle him Buck. and another couple. It's no Uncle Buck, but it's him and like another family. I want to say Dan Aykroyd's in it as well, but I don't know for sure. Or maybe Chevy Chase. Anyway, there's a scene in it where John Candy's character's got to eat this like super platter. It's like this massive 80 ounce steak. Easy. And uh, and it's, he gets doing this bit of gristle and he's got to eat that bit of gristle and then he wins all these t-shirts and free food and they're all cheering, right? But I always remember being out and people were talking about like oh there's no way you could eat that much meat of course you can see if it's good meat you can fucking eat meat till you pass it the things that kill you is like all the big sides like all the potatoes and all the starchy stuff see you've got a big solid bit of meat and it's cooked amazing you could mate you could eat twice over easily I've told you about a sweet town in the south of Italy called um, Cisternino and basically at night time it's a town on a hill and at night time all the butchers and I'm talking about everybody goes there for their meats. Right. All the butchers basically start up a barbecue or they've got an internal barbecue. They put, they put chairs out the front of the butcher shop. 
Some of them are restaurants, but majority of them are butcher shops and they just cook meat, all different amazing types of meat. There's all different kind of styles, blah, blah, blah. And you just go up, walk about that, you walk up the hill, then walk through the town, smelling all this incredible cooked meat. And then once your table's ready, you go and eat and you will eat the most incredible meat. The most I've ate in one sitting is four kilograms. Four kilo? Yeah, four, four kilograms kilo of meat. meat. I, honestly, I could have rolled in that hill and I was still stuffed the next day. I've also went to it before and we went to go four years, actually it was three years because my brother-in-law's wife wasn't eating meat. We ordered something I can only describe as it was right at the Flintstones. It was a massive big bit of steak <laughs> and we never actually finished it all and we, this is how big it was. We took it home and the next day we ate it for lunch between four years. That was the leftovers from That's one amazing. steak. Absolutely glorious. But if I recommend Chester Nino, it's in Puglia, South Italy. It's the meat capital of the world, as far as I'm concerned. Do you, do you not think maybe you need to start finding a good butcher for your meat and step away, take a step back for Costco? Well, you know what? No, don't so even try. I, mean, I messed don't up. Even I messed try. up. Let, let me let me just. I know you're going. I'm going to shock you. No, you're going to try. And Costco's quite. Costco. Costco's actually no, no bad, right? But Shut see, the Aldi. Fuck up. No, see Gary Liddell. See you the Lido. Uh-huh. Gary Lido. That's what we call it affectionately in our car. Right. The £4.50, £5, 30-day dry-age steaks, uh, ribeye steaks, are absolutely tremendous. And let's, let's not mess about here. It's £4.50, less than a fiver, for a brilliant cut of steak. And you can also, in the same place, walking down the aisle, buy yourself a bottle of Barolo £10 wine. And you can feel like you're in New York or, <laughs> or somewhere eating that steak and sipping Barolo. You could actually feel like you're an Italian gangster. Aye, but you, you've still got to prepare it, though. That's the thing. Like, I know. The, the difference being you would get somebody to eat. That's, that's like when, when someone else makes dinner, it's always better. Yep. But anyway, so this steak, right? Let me just... You know, for any listener to the show knows we love our food, right? I, I, I took on board the searing thing uh, so these are big thick what's that about 6 inches that's about 9 inch that's about 2 horns in a head right? <laughs> that's about 4 inches I would say imagine getting your butchers and asking how big do you want your steak in 2 horns in a head <laughs> <laughs> 2 palms and a thumb uh, <laughs> so uh, it's about four inch thick steak, so I seared Mate, that, it all on the side. That's not four inch. <laughs> that's about two inch. That's no. Your steak that's was like... two inch. <laughs> Mal, your steak was about two inches. It was about... Two inch? No, it was about ten <laughs> That's 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 four inch, mate. That's four inch bang on. That's how big your steak was. Thickness. A four-inch thick steak, no? It's full of nonsense. It was a four-inch thick steak, cowboy steak. I two, okay. two of them, sir. I know. So I seared it each side. I'd say about a minute and a half to two minutes each side. Then, I seared, it round the, then I seared it round no the sides. Enough. No, come not on. You can't see it. What, a high-heat skillet? Metal skillet? Not long enough. Not, mate, you should be putting that on at least five, ten minutes aside. No, Scott. No. Mate, you, you think your problem is you think you're going to cook that through you're not, you need no it's just to seal it I just wanted to seal it right look go back and look at the picture that you've cut it up 
everything's grey in the top. It's no sealed. You want that fucking really hard black crust on it? Did you put right, salt okay. and pepper on it? I used no, my kind of, I used my seasoning, no, and I never went too mental on it. I, right, I know. I never right, actually put salt and pepper. A lot of seasoning. salt and pepper on it because that helps with the crust as well. And then you Aye. get it on a fucking screaming hot pan. Yep. Get it again, and then just leave it. Don't touch it, and then turn it over, and then that's and then fucking. You're the saying oven. searing because of the thickness. It should have been sealed for five minutes each side. I've made a lot longer, a lot right. longer. Well, I'd, I'd, question mark there. Maybe you, I should you, have done you it longer. It to yes. Be, you know yourself, the best, the ideal steak is when you cut it, right? When you, when you, on the fork and you bite it, you've got a hard crust at Crispy the bottom. Crispy bite, aye. Hard crust at the bottom, a, a tiny wee bit of cooked, and then it goes into that kind of, you know, yep. medium rare or rare in the middle and then back out again. That's, yep. But you're going to have to get that in a pan and fuck it, leave it in that pan, mate, don't touch it. Especially, you think, is it because so, the, bone's, the bone's still in it? When you put it in the oven, the bone will help penetrate the heat through into the ah, meat. I see it. I like that when you tell me that last time. So then I've took it out after searing it for, say, two minutes each side. Put it in the oven for 15 minutes at high heat and then I let it sit for 15, 20 minutes. Aye. And then I cut it up. And and it did look good. But it's like you say, the grey bits weren't really... Sh- but the, 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 the bit that's made... So a lot of people either freak out of this when they see like the middle it just nice and... No dripping with blood, but nice and red meat they, don't get me wrong there was bits that were tremendous but overall it just wasn't hitting it so I had to get some Himalayan mountain salt you know and that <laughs> this is the top. thing it's new. I love it that people go I've got a, I just I hit it with some Himalayan mountain salt yeah. mate you got that out of Lidl I know because I've seen it in Lidl so don't dog shit you and know I got the, it out of Lidl ah, exactly and it's fucking like and it's pink and you all think it's vibey it's well, fucking listen, nonsense you know, the reason so, why I choose Himalayan mountain salt <laughs> is because you know up in the Himalayas the filter process is a lot better than yeah, the, the African uh, shorelands and seaside towns of uh, <laughs> listen I know um, that we've got a few, a, a, few <laughs> a few heroes that listen that enjoy their food like as much as us. There's a there's a program on Netflix called Salt Fat Acid, and it's a cooking show. It's Sounds <laughs> like the name of one of my tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be the next album. Salt Fat Acid. Salt fat acid. <laughs> and um, I think it's four parts or six parts. Now the woman who does it is a is a wee bit annoying, but it's a very good show. But one of the one of the parts of the of the documentary of the show is talking about salt and. They have a, they go to this Japanese guy because obviously you know the Asians they're obsessed by things like you'll have somebody who is a gin expert and like he just oid his whole life is dedicated to gin or you know sake or sushi whatever it is and they're just they're, they become I don't know what it is in their, their makeup but they become obsessed with this one thing so ninjas this, they become ninjas this guy is uh, salt salt ninja and he's ta- he's talking her through all the different types of salt which I found quite interesting like I just thought there was table salt rock salt I didn't realise that there's maybe about a hundred or different types of salt and gold depend- salts black salts pink salts there's, <laughs> no I'm, I'm being serious know, all the not- flaky salts <laughs> kosher salts all that kind of stuff I don't mean colour right I just mean anyway so it's, it's like molecular makeup of salt but he's talking about how depending on what you're making like what protein you've got whether it's fish or whether it's you know, pork or beef or ch- whatever it is, or whether it's vegetables or whether you want finishing salt or seasoning. There's all these different types of salt. Yep. Now, obviously, me and you, the normal man, you know, you'll taste it and be like, that's dead salty. But if you've got a refined palate or if you're a chef, you should be, you know, investing more time in 
What time? Yeah, that's sorry? why. That's why what? I reached salt, for the Himalayan salt mountain fat salt. Acid, right, full of shit. Salt fat acid. Watch it. It's good. It was a pound for a for a for a shaker. And I went again. Himalayan like, mountain salt. I'll just try like, some of that. These stuff like um, I'm trying to think of an, an example where. Right, uh, so like uh, champagne, right? So champagne can only be called champagne because it's from the champagne region of France, right? Mate, see, that, like, that's your I want Himalayan mountain salt. Like, that's probably one of the most expensive salts there is. You're, you're no buying no, that Lidl, in Lidl. No. I mean, you're no buying that in Lidl for a pound. It's like... Yeah, because if you Tibetan guys come down for the mountain with a bucket load of it and they were like, hey, make us a good deal, eh? Or however they talk. And they were like, <laughs> the, guy, the guy for Lidl was like, hey, what do you want for that? I pick it from the mountain. How much you want for that, Chico? Whatever his name is, give me five five camel. No, I'll give you this jacket and my pal Sani's. What the moon salt? Uh, for the moon So They did a swap. They did a trade. They don't actually pay money. They did a trade, and then the Germans at Lidl get. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've told you before. It's, it's it's Aldi has the same meat supplier as Marks and Spencers. Beautiful. So if you if you buy a steak from Aldi, that's the exact same steak that is in Marks and Spencers. I think we spoke about that, and we were going to get one for each, and then do a, a wee hashtag test and, and try the two of them. We'll you seen the two guys that do all the, the the life hacks and they make things. The the one of them they cooked a steak in a toaster, and it actually worked. They done this right. other thing where they made a breakfast burrito, and I want to try it. Can you imagine if you came in, if your missus came in the kitchen, you had a steak in the toaster? You, you wouldn't, she would slap me a bit. Your feet wouldn't touch the floor. Aye. But these guys are like obviously too. They probably don't have family, you know. They're probably they're probably going to be each other, and they've probably got a disposable income, <laughs> and they're buying a toaster just to cook a steak in it for their website show or whatever it is. I always you remember. Know. Do you remember Jamie Oliver had a program called Fifteen? I just remember his fat tongue. Just you could cook <laughs> that. You could cook that up, and he's always like that. Hey, well, that was that was one of the old Frankie Boyle jokes, wasn't it? That his mystery ingredient saliva, <laughs> his fucking fat lips. <laughs> Mind you, think he was pure Britpop, made a drum set, drum kit, and he's just not. It's pucker, yeah, it's pucker. Shut up, you, and just make whatever noodles you're making and beat it. I'm trying hard not to swear, man. It's very, very hard. So in the in the program, um, but he did a thing where again, I, I think that he just realised, right? I can make. I can either knock my pan in and be a chef or I can become a celebrity chef and then console want to eat in my restaurants even though I don't cook in my restaurants because it's all about celebrity and attaching a name to it. But he went down that route and just became a TV star. But does every show, restaurant know that? You know, like any restaurant that goes out to more than one, obviously, Marco Pierre White, isn't he and everyone, you know, uh, uh, DiMaggio's DiMaggio's known everyone <laughs> no but then I think Marco, uh, you know, Marco Pierre he's White hot, he's known everyone is he well that that, uh, that restaurant that I went and worked in for the day the Tom Kitchen's place doing Leith he cooks in it and I remember saying to him like you know Hank you've done enough like you've got the Michelin star like do you know Hank you need to be here all the time and, and he said he doesn't think that in his head he's like how can I charge the prices I charge when I'm not cooking the food it's my true. name on the door. He's only got one like, restaurant as well, wasn't he? No, he used to have the he used to have one the terrace terrace at the castle or something. They've closed that at the start of COVID because obviously they can eat out, so you can only have one restaurant. And he's got another one, Scran and Scally, down in Stockbridge, mate, which is And he's not cooking in every restaurant then, so he is. He's a Oh he's no, a... he jump he jumps between the two. But kitchen yeah, yeah. the one that's called kitchen anyway, 
he's in it, he's cooking. And I think, but the minute people who turn up at Ramsey's restaurant go, uh, tell Rambo to come out. No, mate, Ramsey's never been here. It's God though. Man, do you used to play for the Rangers, my man? Extra chips, come on. <laughs> go, what was my girl with a slight? Yeah, come here. Go in, go in and whisper in the chef's ear. We are the people. Do you see what he says, right? <laughs> <laughs> tell him, devil, tell him, tell him, table tell 16. Tell him, big Billy's here. Tell him, table 16 <laughs> says, we are the people, all right? Then come back to me, she said, all right? Hey, go, Big God, I just bat the, the double doors, puts him in. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, he, say, he sends them, they, they're serving their dinner, right? And the wee woman comes over and says, uh, it's his uh, beef cheeks, uh, red wine jus, uh, it's his vegetable. And then he puts his plate down and he's, he's spelt the veggie at 55. Oh, God, no! <laughs> <laughs> he just goes up. Like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tasty, tasty. Yeah, Protestants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lodge, orange. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fifty five. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Come back on, big the... boy. Come on, big boy. <laughs> as you get in the back of the kitchen, uh, chef. Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, table sixteen says to tell you we are the people, and then Ramsey's face is just like fucking. Close the kitchen. Shut it. Get them out the of us. <laughs> <laughs> the lodge will always find you, God. Though. No matter, no matter how hard, no matter no matter how hard I try, yeah, yeah. No matter how hard the lodge, the lodge, yeah. They always, yeah, big boy. They always grab me, yeah. Take me back, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Danger for life, mate. You know, danger for life. For those um, bloody rangers, I play for them once, yeah, yeah. Big boy, big boy. <laughs> what are you doing, big boy, big boy? Shut up, Gordon. Yeah. Oh, the swearing's coming at me. Did I tell you I watched that? I watched a document. <sighs> the first documentary that he did. And uh, mate, see when I'm watching, I'm going, if if they did that now, they'd get to jail. One of one of the waiters is dicking about, and he's like, "Get my fucking face!" And then the guy, <laughs> the guy bends down like to to get plates out of this thing I draw, and Ramsey just goes like, "Fuck it!" Right in the bald head. <laughs> and he goes, like, he says, "I'm sick of this guy." And Pierce, and then the wee guy goes up, and he's like, "Boop boop 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 boop." Mr. Ramsey, Mr. See why he put the bits of bread in the other side of the woman's a shit sandwich. But that's television, man. <laughs> what are you? I'm a shit sandwich. That's just TV. This is <laughs> this is back before he was famous, mate. This is when he was going for because uh, he thought he was going to get his third star, and then he'd be the youngest chef, the youngest British chef to get three stars, overtaking Marco Pierre White, and he started yeah, with yeah, Marco Pierre White, big boy, yeah. And it was mate watching the documentary. You're like, what the fuck? So there's a bit in it where because he's getting notoriety, and this is the start of celebrity chefs, right? He's on this morning. And he's being interviewed on this morning and he's walking down the corridor and the wee woman who's just a runner, right? And I'm as I'm watching, I'm going, this poor fucking lassie. I've met so many people at her. They're just so excited to be working on television, right? And they're, mm. they're young and bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and everything's great. And they think that all celebrities are dead lovely and they just, they're just happy to be doing their job. So she's, she's talking to them to just try and, you know, like, hello, welcome. And they're walking down this corridor and she went, oh, do, do you know, do you know, eh, uh, I can't, what was the guy's name? Mark, Mike Martin. It's some celebrity chef, right? Who cooks on this morning TV show? And she goes, "Oh, do you know? Do you know so and so?" And he goes, he "Gets the picture and takes it off the wall." And he goes, "Yeah, I know that fat bastard." And then just drops it on the floor. And she's like, "Is it like what the fuck is happening, man?" So he's I'm going to get sacked for his bad behaviour. He gets paid like twenty grand or something, right? To do this corporate thing for Bramley Apple Society, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, go, he's got to cook a dish. Bramley apples 
for the Bramley Apple Society to launch the Bramley Apple season, right? And he just uses like a normal apple. Right? So it's not a Bramley Apple. And he's in the kitchen going, they'll no fucking know. It's journalists, it's fucking foodie types. They don't know anything. I could serve them what they don't know the difference in apples, right? So who cares? Gordon Ramsay. But and the guy behind the camera's like, do you not feel as if like you're cheating the people? And he's like, who cares? Like, who cares? They don't know. They're getting to and the fact lodge. that it's actually going to be in national television as well, they're never going to know. Well, it's not here. I mean, it's a documentary, he's not caring. So the guy goes, So obviously, then they find out about it, and the Bramley Apple guy wants his money back and he's kicking off. And all these posh cunts are outside the restaurant with fucking placards saying Bramley Apples and all that. He's like, Who are these fucking morons? But it's, you can get the documentary on, on YouTube. But the interesting thing is, mate, remember when Scotland went to the World Cup in 98? Uh huh. He, he gets taken over by MasterCard or Visa, right? He put on a dinner for fucking FIFA. There's like Seb Blatter's there. There's like every fucking major ex football in the world. This massive dinner in a in a palace somewhere outside Paris, and he's only getting like forty grand. For what do you mean he's only getting forty grand Mate, for one night shift? This is why I'm. This is what I'm trying to say. This is how crazy the world has gone. See back then, how many team are like we're getting forty grand for this? This is unbelievable. Mate, you couldn't get Gordon Ramsay to do a cameo for forty grand now. There are people who can't even cater a wedding for forty grand. So you've gone from 1998 to now, what, 2021. Think how much the world has changed cost-wise within that time. If you were to get Gordon Ramsay the new to cater an event of that size, think what that would fucking cost you, mate. Millions. Well, you wouldn't even get an event the new, so... You, know. you think about how many weddings... I mean, I know I've been to a fucking millionaire's wedding in the past, and when I found out we were paying for that, I was like, what in the name of fuck is going on? Even... The the best was at a wedding not long ago, before fucking COVID, and they were spending twenty five grand in the wedding. You're like, what the fuck? That's on a wedding, on it. it's crazy, chap. Absolute uh, insanity. Let's see something there. If I forgot what it was, aye, oh. aye, that's it. Did you watch the thing you called Ramsey went into the prisons, and he tried to get the prison system in Broadmoor. He yep. tried to get them to make like uh, what they call it, bad boy. Bad boy, bad boy baguettes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, big boy, big boy. But and he got him up and running. But it was mental. Like, actually quite brave because he's in there getting them all knives and they're like murderers and rapists and he does. What do you think was going to happen? I'd have loved him, wanted him to stab him right in the eye. Well, how'd you like the baguettes? You know, when they were like, we have to count all the knives back in and one of the knives is missing. He's like, right, and, okay, boss, no the knives, no the knives. And the guy's like, I'm going to take it back and shank my pal. It was, it was the production team that miscounted Aye. and they actually turned they all get bum setters and everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell you what big boy big boy you'd really need desperately want to stab something if you're going to hide a blade up your ass. and you wouldn't really want to bend her it was when the only bit where I thought I would be kind of nervous is do you know the thing the reason why when I was watching it I'm going it, Nothing's going to happen because none of those guys are like it's not like American prisons where they're in for life. Like they look like a cycle bot, but they get shot. Aye, but, aye, that's right. But they're all serving a term time. So like, I'd be more nervous getting my dinner off somebody that's in for life because see the bit when they were going around the tables and they were putting the plates down for like the prison guards and that and the mm. heat of the prison. I'm going. That's the time they could attack. See if I'm in there for life. Thank you, plates for some more. If I was going in there and I'm going, right, I'm in here for life. Take one so and do, maybe. if I take this plate and fuck it off this cunt's face, nothing's changing. I'm still in for life. 
He's a prison guard, aye. He's a prison one. Right in the... Sitting right in it, mixing him with a mashed potato, but there you go, Gov. It's a creamy mashed potato and fucking wallop right in the chops and then that's it. Gubs arse pickings a lot, garnished. I would be... I'd be pissing in a soup and fucking... hitting bits of shit in it. All sorts, man. Dane, ain't you kin? Aye, but then... Then when they were selling the stuff to the... I don't... What were they... What were they, what were they selling? They were selling something to the public, like cakes. There's a... Uh, folk, folk down in London are buying them. Yeah, yeah, it's great, yeah. Getting them working, paying them back. Yeah, yeah. But that, I'm not that just saying it. this, but I don't, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable right off the street buying stuff that was made in the jail that I'm going to eat. Why? Just in case. They're doing that, they're spitting in it, they're coming in it, you know, stuff like that. Talking about that's what exactly what I'm talking about they're buying it because it's Gordon Ramsay selling it no they, yeah who made this uh, a, lep, a leper colony just off the the, the coast of the Gran Canaria uh, and they've made this uh, lovely sandwich I, I'll eat that I ain't bother no you wouldn't so but so you're telling me if there's a if there was a, a restaurant or a restaurant oh, fucking hell okay, if there was a prison that was making things like food that you can buy you wouldn't want to you wouldn't buy for it? No. I've had mates have been out of jail. The no way would that eat what they made. <laughs> Fuck. Unless it was Big Gary making us a pot noodle. <laughs> there's a... Then you know you get quality. I feel as if all I do is watch food documentaries. There's a, do you know who Roy Choi is? No, but it sounds Chinese. Well, he's Korean, so you're close. There you go. You're close. The, their eyes are a bit closer in. He's Roy uh, Choi. That's a solid name, isn't it? He's American chef, but I bet his name's not even Choi. I bet it's Chong Tai Wah or something no, like that, and he just went Cho- no, yeah, Choi. That's better for the for the for the Westerners watching this, Roy. That's Roy Choi. Name's yep. not even Roy. <laughs> okay, Chan Wang Wakato Cho. Let's just call you Alan. <laughs> Alan Joy. Alan Joy. Uh, you ever heard of Kogi? The Kogi food trucks? Well, he started Kogi, Kogi food trucks. Kogi Bear? Aye, Kogi Bear. There's a, he's got a... <laughs> Roy Joy and the Kogi food there. He's got a show. He's got a show um, which you can get on uh, Apple TV. And they have a... There's a place in LA called... Well, it's called Homeboy Industries. Hey, and they've, got, they've got a bakery. They've got Homeboy Bakeries. And it's like one of the biggest bakeries in, in LA. And they only, well, not only, but they predominantly employ ex-gang members who work in the, right. in the bakery. And uh, so it talks you through, like, the different things they do and make the stuff looks fucking <laughs> unbelievable, right? Why are you laughing? Because I was just thinking about the San Francisco franchise, Homo Bakery, <laughs> Homo Boy. <laughs> I mean, just like gangs of homosexuals making flans. I mean, you know what? To live in your head for one moment would be horrific. It would be like Didn't a, you say homeboy bakery. I thought if it was like maybe a gang of homosexual chefs, they could call themselves homeboy. <laughs> homeboy bakery. Oh my god! Honestly, fucking oh, Christ! Right, straight so boy bakery. Straight it. boy bakery. <laughs> <laughs> The documentary is good because it shows you everything they're doing, but they also have things like uh, so they get they have counselors, have access to counselors if they need it. They have access to uh, like financial advisors or people that will help them get back on their feet because a lot of the guys and women as well, when they're released to prison, it's just there's your fucking gear, you know, there's twenty dollars or the best. Of you. They also have things that I thought was quite interesting was 
they offer them uh, free tattoo removal. So they have to get the tattoos like taken off their face or the gang tattoos taken. They don't have to get it, but a lot of them choose to have it have it removed. But it's it's amazing and it just shows you like that they can they're all talking about how like when they were in prison they never had a chance and it, like working in the bakeries and learning this stuff is is giving them a, a, a skill. And there was a guy who's like their head baker now who was like he was a right bad bastard when he was in the streets, man. And he's like, I used to kill cunts now making cinnamon buns. What I'll show you. I was like fucking hell. Like slasher my guck. Yeah, but I love a redemption story. I love it if somebody can actually turn their life around. I believe I do believe I'm, I'm, I do believe in second chances. And if somebody's unless you're a pedo, right? But if somebody's banged up, yeah, banged up. I, I, I believe in get giving them a second chance. I believe just to once. <laughs> Same like junk balls and all that. A- anybody? I mean, I was on. I was only on that. I caught it here, right? And, and I thought I'd get my life together. So here's your stereo back. What do you mean? I broke in your house five minutes ago and I had an epiphany that if I gave you a stereo back, you'd just give a grand cash, no? And I'd walk away. <laughs> Wait, see, a couple of weeks ago, man, we had three cars in the street all got their windies smashed in. And I was That's like, fucking hell, man, it's old school. It's like fucking back in the 90s. I've not seen a good smashed motor up for a while trying to rob a fucking stereo. Who even, what would you do with a stolen car stereo now? It's just, it's just, just junky stuff, man, just to get a quick tenner off, we guys. You know, they'll, no, they'll I've, not seen it it, I've not seen it for a while because two of them the three of us masters there's only one that actually because the rest of them are all integrated unless you take the whole fucking dashboard out uh, aye that's it, it with the TV screens and whatnot. aye <laughs> I was actually talking Franco it's got a telly in it what am I going to do rip the dash out get the he's got, he's got a dash. six inch plasma in front of his screen man aye that's terrible I just think it's mindless vandalism you know I, I used to get, when I stayed in the city centre and the garage door get broke. Guaranteed, your motor was smashed to bits, and just to get anything and your and your and your and your motor, you know, just at that part of the town, you know, the naughty bit. Um, right. I was actually talking to Maria about is because of COVID and because everybody's mere being in the house. Yeah. Do you think home robberies and burglary, burglary, burg, burglaries? Why did you say it? Burglaries? <laughs> is that you can, Scottish people can't say that word? Burgled. I've been burgled. I've been burgled. <laughs> but if you beat, I there's can see burgled. There's been a burglary. There's been a burglary. There's been a burglary. There's burgally. been a burglary. There's been a burglary. A burglary. I'm just blowing the balls. Oh, oh, I've been burgled. Excuse me. They've taken the TV. They've smashed up a house. Hi. Hello, officer. They've kicked me hands back doors in, <laughs> and they've buggered her wrong. They've buggered her. They tapped the tap deck to the basement. They've buggered her raw. Hello, is this, is this Castlemont Police Station? My papa's been buggered. <laughs> <laughs> I've just came in the night. He's, He's lying the floor, greeting. <laughs> There's not a stitch on him, man. They've stripped him to his socks. 
I think everything's gone, man. They've completely buggered them. It's an absolute <laughs> We're going to send an ambulance. What are you sending an ambulance for? They're fucking balls. <laughs> well, have you called your insurance company? What for? What for? <laughs> <laughs> and Sergeant's like, the guy, the desk like to Sergeant. Sarge, there's been another. Bump. Somebody's been buggered again, Sarge. This is the fourth pensioner this week's been buggered. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, try out there, listener. A burglar. Well, I honestly right, can't so see this. We've been burgled. Yes, and then I'm going to Google it, man. A, bur- a burglar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Pronounce, pronounce. I don't even know how to spell it. Burglary. Burglary. A burglary. No. I've been burgled. I've been burgled. Right. A burgl. A bur. A burglary. Burglar. <laughs> Same here. It's saying here B-U-H-G-L-U-H-R-E-E Let's see if it'll play Right, you're not on camera, right? Yeah So I need you to come in here Right, you know when somebody breaks into your house? Yeah And you get, what do you get? Burgled yeah. Right But you would say, there's been a bur- there's been a burglar <laughs> Right, hold on. I'm going to pass the mic over, right? So you're asking that as the Hold on, hold on. I can't, right? She can't hear me, but... There's been a burglary. A bul- burglary. A burglary. A burglary. I can't see that. Do you think burglary? There's too many R's. There's been a burglary. A burglary. <laughs> <laughs> There's been a burglary. There's been a bur- a burglary. A bug burglary. A microphone. There's been a burglary. Burg- That's yes. it. <laughs> a burglary. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. How do you it- pronounce bug? It's bug. Bug Larry. Burglary. Burglary. There's been a burglary. That's terrible, man. A burglary. Fucking. Oops, oh, the first way the world, that's out the window. Two grown men, we couldn't even pronounce burglary. I did draft on a, a, a talking English person. Hey, what, say that? Burglary. Burglary. What's that? Burglary. Burglary. Woman here saying it. What are you saying? What is it? What is it? Huh? Yeah, again? What is it? I'm going to have to change That's it. That's disgusting, isn't it? <sighs> right, Hen, I don't know what you're saying to me. Burglary. There it is, there it is, see it? Burglary. That sounds scary. Burglary. <clears throat> it's been a burglary. 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 Fucking hell, that was mental. Bur- that burglary. Was burglary. There's been a burglary. Aye, so what, I was talking to the wife. <laughs> it's saying, it's back, saying, to, back to the story now. COVID and that. Uh-huh. Has there been many burglaries? Bur- burglaries? Are, are people still, you know, because everybody's in the house majority through the day, working at home or whatever, can't go out too much. Also, they're in at night. Would there be a decrease in... Um, bur- burglaries. Um, I would, I would think so. Um, 
But now, now I imagine you're probably going to see that on the on the rise. But I mean, I, I, I think that we're. Oh, I don't want to go off on one of my my gibble rants here, but <clears throat> the. The, the world, it feels as if the world's changing, mate. It feels as if we're on the brink of a real, like, society imploding in itself. That's what it feels like. Social media is getting very angry, very toxic again. Um, there's a lot happening, which is fucking absolutely shocking and disgusting in this country and across the world. It does feel as if we're, it feels as if we're very close to almost tipping over when it going back to being... You know, like when we were young, like in the 80s and that, and fucking hussies getting smashed and people's hussies getting robbed just being a normal thing. Like, how many... We'd see when you were young, like, it almost felt as if every week you knew somebody who was getting their house broke, not Or you couldn't. You had to make sure... You know, not even leaving the house. You have to, Somebody always had to stay in the house to make sure your house was all right. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? If you were, if you were aware or whatever, hmm. especially in holidays and that, you had to have somebody who's sitting. Did Aye. you ever do that? Yep, somebody checking in the house, eh? Aye. I can remember, like, obviously when I was really young, like, you know, I don't think we went abroad till I was like, well, I never went abroad till I was a teenager. But you would have, uh, you know, you'd have to, so you're just having like a UK holiday. So you're, I remember like driving to like grandparents to drop off keys and stuff like that, or they drive somewhere to drop off keys because they were going around to, and you're like, wait, wait, don't look under my bed. You know, you were, they were getting left to make sure your house was all right. No, usual collection of sports socks under your son's bed. <laughs> I would, is this right? Uh, I, I mean, I don't, one of the things that I wanted to talk about hmm? was, um, I can, you know what, I can't even bother talking about it because it's fucking pure doom and gloom, man. <laughs> Just want to try and keep it upbeat. But right, I, well, my thing was, sorry, uh, what? No, carry on. All this uh, cancel culture and and how everybody seems to think just because of social media that they have an opinion. Now, it's important that everybody has an opinion, but no everybody has to voice that opinion, right? So that's where we're at the new. Mm-hmm. Because of social media, everybody feels that they have to voice their opinion. <clears throat> I, th- I think See, that we're in a position where everybody feels that because they can... Like, you can go onto social media yep. and spout a load of shite and people will listen to you. But everybody feels like they need to be heard and everybody needs to agree with their point of view. Uh-huh. Right? There yeah. isn't any room for debate, right? So it's all about this. Here's what I... You know, and it's all the minorities. It's, it's changing things for the majorities. That's the thing I don't understand. You know, like the trendy minorities will kick up a stink and make people bend to suit them rather than suit the majority you know how it used to be always the majority wins or whatever I feel like that's new shifting to minorities making a stink about silly things when I say minorities I mean just like it could be a fraction or a group or whatever that believe in certain things that should be said or done or whatever and rather than looking at the general consensus they're going right they're quite noisy so let's just agree and pander to them because they're making a big stink about it. Whereas, when I when I look back on the rave scene, especially now that I'm older, smirking your face, right? I'm no, but listen this. Right. What you laughing love, about? I just, I love... The, My brain ticking. after all these years, mate, I still can't guess where you're going to go. When I look back in the rave scene, and I was talking to my mate about this, the, the dance music culture 
changed the world, right? It reinvigorated city centres. Yep. It done more for the world economy than any politician did, right? It changed people's perspective. It changed lives. It set the world on the course for being a better place, right? Now, that was full of youth who were just coming together and celebrating, you know, black, white, gay, straight, whatever. It didn't matter. It was about everybody just getting on with it. Nobody made a big deal about, hey, I'm dancing with a black guy. I'm dancing with a lesbian. Everybody just existed and go on with this cultural change without making a big deal about it, right? Mm. See if that happened anew. Mm. Everybody would be too busy telling each other what they're doing rather than just getting on with it. Now, what I mean by that is if you were in a band back in the day and there just happened to be females and guys in the band, you just fucking going with it or blacks and whites and Asians and lesbians or whatever in a band or in a collective. It happened. It was a thing. It wasn't even, it was even discussed. It just became, right? Mm. We're new. Everybody's two body. Everybody's fucking selling point would be, yeah, yeah, I'm in a band. There's a lesbian. There's an Asian guy. There's a black guy. And there's one white guy. That's the selling point. Know the fucking music. Whereas back then, is what I'm trying to say is, Everybody is just chopping things down and try to advertise all these different individual pieces rather than just getting on with it. And that's what the rave movement, dance music culture did. Over to you, Scott. Does that make any sense? A little bit, aye. It does. But, but you know, you know, um, you're not going to... Oh, I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Get it out, son. Get it out, son. You're not going to... Sadly, the way things are now is you're always... <coughs> fucking hell. You're always going to have things that are marketed to people. So you're going to have fabricated bands, fabricated TV shows, fabricated adverts. You're going to have everything that's fabricated to try and tick as many boxes as you can. I mean, you only need to look at some of the stuff that continues to be pushed out by the, the BBC. Things need to tick a box, but I think as long as if more people can, if more people can just become aware that what they are being presented with is a box ticking exercise rather than something that's there on artistic merit or creative merit, then the hope would be that they go and search out the real stuff. It's um, hey, the world. The world's a mad place, and I don't know if it's just because. We've been locked in for over a year now. That's us past a calendar year. And the worry is that people are smart enough to realise that what we've been through probably isn't the hard bit and what's going to come. Is the hard bit? Mate, I, I said to you, we were meant to record at 10 o'clock this morning and I had to go and run out to the to the post office and I'm listening to the news as I'm driving in. And uh, there's talk this morning of, I don't know if you heard it or you don't watch the news, but <clears throat> the government's new thing is they're going to restructure the military. Aye. Exactly, mate. Um, so the Tories are saying that they have to put themselves in a position to do good work across the world. But there's talks of them increasing the uh, the nuclear arsenal in the UK by another 80 warheads. Shit's going on, man. I tell you, man. Now, we're, go- we're going to world war. If we are already in a position where the government wants $3 billion back in so-called investments... Where the fuck are we going to get the money to increase the the uh, domestic 
nuclear arsenal by 80 warheads. Well, see if you look at all the, or you think about all the money that was given out on furloughs and grants. That's, no, that's, a, that's a drop notion compared to what they spend in the trillions of nuclear weapons defence. It's, it's, it's nothing compared to, you know, if you put it into perspective. I don't know the figures, but I bet you if you added up all the furloughs and grants, <coughs> it's still nowhere near what they spend on defence. It's just, it's just, I, I get, I'm getting, and I know it's a phase, I'm just, the last couple of days, I'm just worried that it feels as, it feels as if there's a real, uh, there's, there's something in the air that almost feels as if the whole world's about to go off the edge of a cliff. That's, that's well, what it feels like. My, my, my feeling, you know, you're listening to the Hashtag Show with comedian Scott Gibson <laughs> and the DJ Mallorca Lee. But my full feeling of what we're going through with COVID is... You know, and I say that a hundred times, and I don't want to go a tinfoil hat, as I believe it's a war that's been fought on a level that we can't comprehend. And I believe that it's China that has possibly started this biological warfare and they're operating on a level of we are doing this, we've brought the West to its knees. You can only return to business when we tell you. In the meantime, China's buying up everything and anything, all big business, you know, buying up all the tech. Because that's where the next level of war's gone. And then once they've paralysed us all, they then let us get off on these, as in the Western world. And then they are becoming the dominant force, the superpower in planet Earth. Right, I, used to, I used to have a mate who see at house parties when you know like when you're at house party. That was a pure house party chat there. Wasn't I know, it? but that's how you're reminding me of my mate. But that's what that's always been my theory right from the start of what you know, COVID like, is. Like, you know a house party when you go past two o'clock in the morning. Two o'clock. You're not getting in till about fucking four. Right. Well, I'm talking a house party. You're crazy house parties, I. People come round the house. Four so, can of beer, man. You're <laughs> just like oh. After two o'clock is the twilight hours when. Everybody who's like a dafty or a hanger on is gone, and it's the real people that are there for a party continue. And that's when, from two o'clock onwards, that's when the real chat comes out. Oh, mate. And my I... mate used to sit every house party, and this is, and as soon as he said it, I'd be like, he needs to get the Here own. we go. This is what he'd always say, mate. Chinese women on the real. <laughs> like, right. Both like, enough to get my taxi. I'm like, what, mate? Every Chinese woman you've ever seen in Scotland is a sex robot. <laughs> he was real. He was for real about that. Mate, 100%. He was convinced that in his mind, because his thinking is that Chinese women are perfection, Chinese women have been sent from China, they're sex robots, to get Western men to marry them, and then they're going to be switched on, and that's how they're going to start a third war. And see, his parties, when they get, if you just walk past you and go like, no, we hear me out, right? They are the real man. They are the black. Yeah, road. That was his thing. Convinced Chinese women are sex robots set for China to marry Western men. I've had a couple of Chinese girlfriends, and let me tell you, they're not robots. They're lovely women. I tell you what, man. The only thing about a Chinese woman is you're home and you're after. Am I right, brother? What <laughs> <laughs> the meal you get before it? What the meal, man? <laughs> no, uh, listen. Can I just deconstruct what you just said there? Yep. The, the the twilight hour of a party isn't it two in the morning because at two in the morning party. you're still in the club ah, your party's oh, when you've been mate, out for a couple of cup of teas na, listen, at two in the morning three in the morning by two in the morning you're back to somebody's house they have the final cheese course 
There's <laughs> the bodily is coming out, and then it's time. The trivial pursuit is pushed to the side. <laughs> now, could you make sure you put your card <laughs> and uh, completely reform the little pie, please? Because the last time, all and now I don't know who stole the Scottish dog from Monopoly board, but we, we really need to get that back for the next far eight. So, uh, good, Tootle Pip, thank you for coming. All the best now. Monsters, people, come on now, come on. <laughs> we're not monsters. Get a doily. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're down uh, the last bottle of vino snack the poof in the putt. Sebastian, no doily. Come on now. <laughs> That's a vintage G Plan sideboard, please. I you saw remember, it. You remember, remember the first time you heard Chateau Neuf de Pap and you thought it was like pure. I remember my mate's dad used to I, drink it. My mate Craig's dad used to. I love a wee bottle of Chateau Neuf de Pap. And see in my head, I was like, he must be a millionaire, uh, man. He's James Bond's pal. You get a bottle and you're like, what the fuck is this? It's shit. The same way, mind that, is it QC Brandy? Oh, I, I remember that. Cabassi or whatever. I used to think that's like fucking somebody's drinking QC Brandy and then we found a bottle up the park. <laughs> <laughs> up yeah, the park? Yeah, still got a fucking seal on it, by the way. And we scud it, me and my two mates, we drunk this bottle of QC Brandy when we were young. Like we found up the park. Fucking hell, man, what were we thinking? Hey, it was no, but still with the seal, by the way, look. Still with the seal. Yeah, mate was, me uh, up, James. When I worked in Macro, my mate was going off, off shore, right? So he was training to be on the rigs. And he's like, Gabbo, see when I get my first wage, mate? Honest to God, man. I'm, I'm going to be fucking loaded. I'm buying a house. I'm moving out. I was like, what's you getting paid? And then when he told me, I was like, well, you're not buying a house, mate. Aye, but I'm, I'm moving out, man. And then the first thing he did when he got paid, he came out of Macro and he bought a bottle of... What's the fucking... 36 rap- pack of Monster Munch. No, what's the rapper's <laughs> champagne? You know the one that all the rappers drink and then the company says, please stop using our stuff in your adverts because we fucking hate you. What is the champagne? Cristal. Cristal, why? He bought a bottle of Cristal and then fucking sat in his council house and drank it. And I'm like, mate, do you know see the irony in this? Like, what the fuck? He was going by yeah, a He's case. a player, man. He's a player. Six bottles in a case for a grand. I was like, are you a complete idiot? That's mental, man. I used to laugh when I, when I had my residency in London and it was like all the homeboys would come in, right? And there's maybe like a group of eight of them or something, right? The homeboy industries. In. The homeboy industries, and they'd chip in for a bottle of grey goose, henny, henny, the brandy, the top brandies or whatever, right? And you'd see the first one coming down to the run about the dance floor, and I've got the full bottle of Hennessy or whatever it is, and they're just going at the. Oh yeah, I'm a fucking top dog here, man. And the day we walk about, right? Then they'd go up and I'd see them because it was a, the stairwell was at the right hand side. Then they'd get back up and then they'd give the full bottle to the next guy. And then the next guy would go in, you know, vibing all about the birds and all that. Nobody's drinking it. No. Then they'd go up and they would, and they would do that majority of the night. Just What's the as point? if they were players. It's just all about image. It's bullshit, Scott. It's a, it, we're in a bloody matrix. See, when I, I walked the doors in um, the south side and. What is the club called now? It's next to Gary's pub. The garage? No. In the south side. Aye. No, it's only got the, the shed. The shed. So I went for an interview. I moved to I moved to the south side for Paisley, right? <clears throat> and I was working in um in Paisley and I, and I went, I'm not driving to Paisley every night day the doors. So I went round in the shed. And I says, Are you looking for, for stewards? For bouncers? And the guy's like, we're actually doing that. What? 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 We're actually doing that. Shut this out. 
He's a joke, mate. Yeah, here, check this out, mate. How old are you? And the guy's like 32, and then I pulled my clip on tie off, and I was like, any jobs? He says, come back next week. It's actually an open interview, and I was Blow- like, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Turned up. Blow into my walkie talkie. Turned up. Uh, there's like six or seven other guys here and then they basically go around the room so you had to introduce yourself and I knew straight away that he steward was a fucking idiot right and uh, he's like uh, have, you, have you done this previously I says I work in Paisley now uh, I says but I've moved here and I don't really why I have to commute and he's like you're hired you're hired kid so then I goes up to his room look at the size of your kid you look as if you could punch some damage there mate and this is when I was fucking I was like that man see when I was 21 still, playing mate, rugby, still happening fucking monster it was all muscle. And he's getting... I must have told you this, but they wanted you to learn hand signals and all this. Mate, it was fucking insane, man. So the well, guy was like... kind of Charlie, Charlie Delta. Aye, aye. So the guy's ex-military police, right? And he's no, the head... No, I've played call of duty. I know exactly. And see, as soon learn. as he said to me, I'm ex-military police, I was like, you're a fucking toilet. So he wanted me to go to a course to learn hand signals in case all the lights in the club go out and we can still communicate. And I was like, how are we going to see hand signals if all the lights you put go put a match on your horn. What is this guy talking about? So anyway, so I'm on first shift and uh, the problem with the shed was, see, because it's mobbed, because it's the only nightclub in the south side, all the bouncers thought they were the bouncers on fucking Studio 54 or whatever the fuck it was called, right? They all thought they were like... Patrick Swayze. In the hottest fucking place on the planet, right? So I'm... I don't know... You know the shed, you get the main door and then you've got that one wee single side door, which is the back staircase up to the, up to the top. So I'm on this side door so I'm standing there and I'm like, why have they got a full bounce on this door? So I'm not doing it all night. I'm not doing fucking anything. Just talking to the guys in the door. And then I says, what is this? He went, that's the that's the VIP entrance. And I went, shut up. He went, no, honestly, we always have a bounce on this in case we get any, any VIPs. I was like, mate, this is this is Glasgow. What fucking VIPs are we getting here? So Saturday night, which was my second shift, the guy says, we've got a VIP tonight, Scott, so we need to make sure the place is clear. So he wanted me to hoover the bottom of the stairs. I was like, fuck off. It's so Peter, the local door. butcher. Him and his wife's coming <laughs> in for a pint. <laughs> hey, it was worse than that. It was fucking Michelle McManus and her crew. <laughs> hey, and I kid you not. But she so, knew a big player back then. Aye. Michelle McManus, I sang in Dallas. whatever it was. Mate, she was a fucking toilet. No, she may have changed her personality since then, but back then, she was a fucking cunt. So I've got to open the door right and let, and let her and the crew in and this is what the guy said to me obviously if people are trying to get pictures just keep them back I went mate I can assure you no I'm just going to try and get a picture so I opened the door now it's got like a wee it's got a full door and then a wee kind of side hatch right that you open so you can get a bin out of it and, <laughs> and also you need to open that for her to get in <laughs> I do open the wee side hatch as well so I'm asking. squeeze in Michelle that's you your song oh here we go that's the game this is my mom and you can <laughs> 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 right, I'm just going to let out about 10% alright that's you hand up you pop and breeze <laughs> <laughs> you know the best thing I was doing mate I uh, <coughs> so you, you had to radio when they were coming up right they've got to climb four flights of stairs <laughs> they've got to climb four flights of stairs mate they had to stop after every. <laughs> Is there no drinks bar in your landing? They're just stopping with a breather. Is the air conditioning fucked? I was like, no, it's Michelle McMahon's in her towels trying to get a breath of air. (laughs) Climbing both flights of stairs. That was the worst, honest to God, that was the worst fucking steward's job I ever did. I think I was there for three... You should go to meet celebs, but... 
Wait, three months and I chucked it. It was fucking garbage. Well, at least you know who the celebrities are. When I've met celebrities, I've not actually known who they were. Mate, you'd know who Michelle McManus was because you'd be suddenly going, is there an eclipse? Oh, no, it's Michelle. Probably, I probably know. But I bet she kids me. I bet she jumps about mansions, man. Do you know how you would know something? She's blasting them. She's like, how- oh, Jordan boy, <laughs> play some Mom Sonic, man. You know how you would know it's Michelle McManus? Because she would She's tell got a you. She would tell Aye. you it's Michelle McManus. I'm a luckily in the way I'm Michelle McManus. You like, you like burglars on that show, wouldn't you? My mate yeah. fucking pushed you up a set of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> they used to come in all the time. And I remember saying to the guy who was like, so they had all these fucking, like, different levels of bouncer. And I'm like, do you get paid? And they're like, no, we all get paid. So I'm like, so why is all obsessed with having this? I'm setting the camera. Anyway, so I'm like to the guy, I was like, you know why she comes in here all the time? It's like, it's because she's open the side door and fucking... Do you know, it's like, did he, did he spend thousands in the bar? No. So, so why? Just why whatever we, drink tokens they get. Why do we do this? It's just, it was insanity. It's so you go insanity. on, we've got all the stars here, we've got Tiger, Michelle <laughs> McManus, George Bowie, George Bowie, and the wee boy, boy who drives out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I, 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 I tell who, you, I made an is? obsessed when I was in Australia. They came to one of my gigs. I was like, make it, I can't big man. Were you getting hung? Was he teaching you how to hang yourself no. in a fucking cupboard? No. Guy's like, I just spoke what I met So I met them all, how he's doing boys and that, and I'm going, I know them. Obviously Michael Hutchins wasn't here because he was dead, right? But, oh, well, who cares then? Well, that's how I was like, I was like, I swear to God, I know who these cunts are. And then they were like, say excess, hey. And I was like, in excess, is it fuck? Well, that's right, that dead, must be the rest of <laughs> That's like Queen saying they're cool. They were cool as fuck, but they were cool as fuck, man. Who is, have you ever had any, like, major, have you ever looked down on the dance floor, mate, and went, no fucking way, man, there's wee Bernie for fucking rap seat. Have you ever looked down Fucking in, Leonardo DiCaprio half his nut and 4E, man, getting right into my set. Have you ever seen any proper celebs, mate? Fucking I like, probably have, but I forgot about it. <laughs> I genuinely have. I don't have a, I don't have an interest, Short really. Memory. You know, when I think of celebrities, right, and, uh, you know, when my children say to me, oh, do you know such and such, father? I say, no, but I'm sure they know me. Yeah. Would you like? Uh, would you like some? I feel. Do you know what? I feel as if we're not actually answering any of the things we talk about. I feel as if we're just going off in mad time. I will just. <laughs> just don't. It's just one of the days. We've, we've recorded early. We're a day late. Um, it's a troublesome. Right. I've state got of some. Mind. I've got some questions. Do you want them? Yes, sir. Now, let me just say, I have listened to these questions. I cannot remember who they are, and there is some mental ones in there. So beautiful. That's just what I love. Even though we got only get two of uh, that, the other ones last episode they were funny and uh, yep. compliments for 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 doing well, it. So this is a follow up from from Kenny Bridges who uh, who asked the question the last time. So here is Kenny with his question. Also, boys, uh, <laughs> where can I buy shares in the sh- in the show? Because uh, the way he's are going up and doing these Apple charts and all that, I'm thinking. Maybe a year, two years down the line, you could be up there with fucking Joe Rogan. If I buy some shares, I could be a millionaire, buy my own island, bump some wins. You never know. Did you say buy your own island and pump some wins? Honest to God, man. Honest to God. Well, listen, first of all, we will uh, PM you how you can. We'll get a bank details off you and we'll sell you some shares. Do you know what I find mental? Deliveroo is selling shares. 
Right, they're selling 50. That's a big dollar. They've just created 50 million pounds worth of shares that they're going to sell off to investors. What do you think Deliveroo's profit was last year during Crazy lockdown? Shit. Crazy Take a guess. Shit. Take a guess. In the millions anyway. Take a guess. Give me a number. 50 let, million. Let, let me say this before you say it, right? In lockdown, nobody can go anywhere. Everybody's ordering food aye, left aye, right okay. center. What do you think their profit was? 50 million. 50 million pound profit. Uh-huh. They made a loss of 233 million pounds. Now explain to me how they done that. Is the giving food away for free? Mate, fuck knows. So they're up to something. They're up to something. Aye, who's they're who's the business something. manager there, man? That's Sting's manager. Something. Right, this uh, this question is from Buddy. Uh, hashtag hero. And buddy, himself. buddy. Won't you be my buddy? Here we go. Over to Buddy. The Buddy's question. How we doing, lads? Uh, buddy here. I've got a question or a concern, maybe both. Uh, a friend of mine at the weekend there was sending me some uh, WhatsApp videos, sorts, but it was um, there's one or two with midget porn, and um, you know, it was a bit weirded out by it because I've never watched midget porn. We have been getting absolutely rattled off a big black guy. And I thought, fuck me, that's a bit close to close to kids, isn't it? I don't know. Is it a legal <laughs> loophole for beetles? Is it a gateway? Bit concerning, isn't it? <laughs> bit reportable. Well, should I be concerned on the, the what's that video being on my phone? Should I just chuck my phone in the pond? I think in, so. In what the do you pond? think, lads? Midget porn, A or nay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can any of these questions go? Can, can anybody ask a question without fucking referring to pedos at the end of it? I like it. I like Buddy's train of thought. You know, it is a loophole. How you doing? How you doing, boys? Buddy here, Buddy the Elf. I get sent some midget porn on the WhatsApp. Why does he say Don't I'm going to me? I'm a good guy. Why does he say I'm going to throw it in the pond like it's a fucking Charles Dickens novel? I'm going to cast my phone to the pond. I put my jacket over a puddle and four female <laughs> midgets walked over it. It was a rainy night. Is it is is midget uh, pornography a gateway to uh, paedophilia? Uh, I, would I, say like, no. I, I like the way he's thinking, but because technically you could mistake the size for a young child. Aye, but you're not going to see. Then you a just fucking... have to look at the the the, the, the bulk of a midget. You know they've got they're a different build. It's like a it's they're shrunk. We wanted the honey I shrunk the kid guns. Isn't it? You're not going to see a You're not going to see a Wayne with a full cock and a cracking pair of tits on him, are you? <laughs> and also, for whatever reason, midgets always look angry or surprised. Mate, I was watching the Chappelle, have you watched the Chappelle show? No, I know I'm no meant to watch it because he asked people not to watch it, but I'm like, Dave, you've got the money. But is this a new it. one? No, Netflix have put the old Chappelle shows oh, on. Oh, that's genius, man. Absolutely And he was genius. asking people not to watch it, right? So... There's a bit in it where they're talking about like he's doing like an inside the actor studio, kind of taking the piss. Mm-hmm. They're doing a bit where like he was born, so it's a woman in bed, like ah, giving birth, and then he brings <laughs> in, like, the baby, and he's got a massive cock on this baby, right? And he's like Dave Chappelle was born, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm saying to the missus, like, imagine having to get him to your apartment, going, what did you date? What like you're a you're a studio hand in like some massive production company? What is it you done a date? I did put a giant black dildo on a fucking doll. And then cover it in KY jelly to make it look really good. Long. 
How was your day? Like, what the actual fuck? No, he's got that. Wow, did it look real? <laughs> they probably they probably studied at like college, university, like doing stage building and production design. What, what are we doing today? Right, we're we're, we're making a, a scene where uh, Dave's fictional mother gives birth to him. Right, so like, can I set up a doctor scene yet? And then we need to fucking glue a dildo on a baby. Yeah, really get your thinking caps on because we want to look real, yeah. <laughs> And these kids that are right out of college with dreams of working for Spielberg one day. <laughs> they want to work in Jaws. Jaws 5. Oh my God. Animatronics. One of my mates done animatronics. I works for Disney. What are you doing? I'm working on the Chappelle show. Uh, Sticking cocks on black dolls. Um, uh, uh, but buddy, um, I don't think that it's a gateway. Um, I think a lot of things could be a gateway. But um, hey, small people need and deserve love as well. Yep, but buddy... I like, way, I, like, I like his train of thought the loophole uh, I would I would delete that video from your WhatsApp chat they're dangerous you know just in case like me you've got a young family kicking about you don't want them picking up the phone and going my dad's getting right into Oompa Loompas getting, getting hurt by big guys well let me just say that anything that Cheeky Mal or Mr Ross sent to the WhatsApp is automatically deleted from my phone yeah because you don't you don't send anything bad at all you just send pictures like come on boys please stop it now I'm telling you I'm going Mate, to leave this chat as, every time I'm I'm terrified to open your videos that you said now and then no. see when I open it and it doesn't contain a fucking bobby I'm like I'm you're waiting for it what's that you're waiting I, I, know, I, watch all your, I watch all your videos last for a distance I did it I did it I scrolled through it first dead fast you did that one so you open the video and you go right okay I had to do that with my mate James who listens to this show anytime but he gives me a warning he's like mate you sitting down for this one this one's brutal but his is always like he's a guy fucking cycling about and then next minute his head's cut off and I'm like I'm uh, my fuck I'm having my dinner oh somebody sent me uh, the boys sent me one that I didn't even send to you because I just I done the zip forward it was basically the chair. I said, "I'll just say it fast." A guy jumped front of a train. No, the no, train actually. No, 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 the train pushed no. him out the way. The train Johnny. pushed him out the way, so he went on the platform, right along the platform, smashed into two folk, and then cut his sailing half on a pole. It was absolutely disgusting. I can't even watch stuff like that, man. That's how I sent it. I was, I was like, no way. And it was no way. You know, it was real. Or it was probably in China or somewhere like that, where it just they chopped I it up as an R reaction. I can't handle stuff like that. Right, let's hope this question from David Byrne is uh, is more is more wholesome and more family friendly. Uh, over to over to David Byrne. Please question. Hello, Chicky Mal. Hello, DJ Kerbo. Hello, Heroes and Council Scumbags. David Byrne. <laughs> what is your favourite Scottish word or saying you've got loads to choose from? Two personal favourites of mine. You've got Dobber, Fud. Boheed, Bampot, Numpty, Walpot, Shobby, Diddy, Bobby, Bobag. But I think my personal favourite is Fanny Boz because you're literally calling somebody a vagina scroll. But boys, what is your favourite Scottish phrase or saying and why? Yeah, I think you've covered all the bel- mm-hmm. belters there. You, I remember you saying uh, that you tried to raise this at a live show as well, didn't you? Remember that? It was a drunken mess. I had a full list, amazing top part. Do you and know you what guy I just looked at it is like, what the fuck are you see doing? When, see when you actually prepare for something? Falls in its arse. It always falls in its arse. But I love it when you come because I'm like, he's actually taking, he's actually thought about this. Your wee face is pure lit up. I am. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying like to take you, part of the craft. That time when we did the time travel in Gypsy, remember we wrapped you in tinfoil? You were butchered for that? 
I was reading my art, my Charlie's uh, art text. <laughs> that was great, but then watching that back in the video, I'm just like, this guy's having a breakdown. Uh, it was, no, I thought the spacesuit just was a joke in itself. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Tinfoil. Because <laughs> like, remember, I say to you backstage, which is on that video, it's on YouTube. I was like, why would that mean tinfoil? And you're like, the gamma rays. <laughs> Trying <laughs> <laughs> to protect me from the gamma rays. That's because I, I put a bit of prep into that and I thought, you know, wrapping this in tinfoil would look like a, a shite spacesuit, and it did. Uh, no, so like, favourite Scottish word. No, ball bag's an old faithful, isn't it? Can I, can I say one, one that I don't know if it's Scottish? Go. Keek. Keek is Scottish, aye. That's it? shite, isn't it? That's, I enjoy keith. that. I enjoy a wee keek. I don't use keith. it often. I don't use it often. I say dreek a lot when the weather. Aye, I'm describing the weather, dreek. Um, a hurry a gale. Aye. Cunt, it's a good one, isn't it? But it's not Danny. particularly no, it's Scottish. universal, but I mean, it, is, it lends it to the vernacular. But we're the only race, I would say, that really embraced the word cunt, as in good cunt, bad cunt, see that cunt. Cockneys. Cockneys enjoy it. That's how He's we a cannon, yes, right. He's, right, fine. Yeah. He's a flat good cunt, he can stand Jock there, uh, sweaty jock comes down to market. He's a cunt. He's a fucking cunt. I would say mine is Keith and Cheeky Miles is. What are you going for? Uh, Belter. Belter, Belter. He's a fucking Belter, man. Uh, he like a doucher, a douche, doucher. <laughs> Douche. Doctor, <laughs> doctor, 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 I get douched right in the side of the face, but a purple sartonicus. Uh, right, let's let's play through these last couple. Uh, this, oh, we is got from, uh, this is from Wally Sancho McClure. Like it. And Wally's question is as follows Chris Cairns is a council scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's called out Fair the enough. fucking trips, man. Brilliant. Angel <laughs> Scumbag's getting called out. I mean, like, let me just hear that again because I laughed over the name. Hold on. This is from Wally. Chris Sancho Cairns, McClough. I believe it was. Chris Cairns is a council scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's been my favourite yet, man. That's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Chris Cairns you have been called out rectify this or Wally will never speak to you again next one is from Jim McMillan Gibble Mal how we doing it's Jim McMillan what the fuck are all these cheapskate fucking bastard council scumbags all about not fucking paying up their fucking way dirty dirty pedo bastards Mal <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gibble Who's got the biggest dick? <laughs> 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 that deserves a play again, no? <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear that one again? Aye. I've got to laugh now. Who's the biggest dick? Gibble, Mal, how we doing? It's Jim McMillan. What the fuck are all these cheapskate fucking bastard council scumbags all about? No fucking paying up their fucking way. Dirty, dirty pedo bastards. <laughs> I can't stay you, man. Oh, no, on a side note, Al oh, Gibble, who's got the biggest dick? 
Dirty, dirty pedo bastards. Dirty pedo bastards, man. Well, Jim, I think, uh, just to clear up the last point, I think Mal and I are both eight and a half inches. Aye, so solid, solid. Up. Solid, absolute. You could fucking <laughs> dock a steel door in, mate. Last time we were docking, we were pretty much head to head, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it that people are calling out Kinsel Scumbags. Um, we should say, <laughs> if you would uh, like to become a hero, and why would you not to access every show, uh, you can do so at Patreon, patreon.com uh, forward slash the hashtag show, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the hashtag show. Four pounds, you can sign up for as little as four pounds, a pound a week to access all of the content. Right, this is from an old faithful, uh, Stephen Harry Wilson. Oh, we get mayor. Mate, we got loads. Oh, yes. <laughs> You're loving this, aren't you? This is from Stephen Harry Wilson. Uh, Stephen, over to you with your question. Right, guys. Stephen Harry Wilson here. Right, quick question through this new. Hold on. Is he recording this for his shed? <laughs> <laughs> All right, boy, Stephen Harry Wilson here. I'm going to need. He's recording to... it for the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> I need to listen again. Right. Sorry, Stephen. Over Over here. Over here. Right, guys, Stephen Harry Wilson here. Quick question through this new coding medium. What did you stay at school for work experience? If anything, I went to be a school Johnny, and Christ, it was a lot of shit. Did you stay? <laughs> I'm loving this because in my head I'm picturing where they are when they're recording it. It's like sitting in his hut with a wee pipe. Good boys. Also, I imagine I imagine he's already called it like that. <laughs> did you mal, did you gamble here? Um, what did you just do with it? Oh, right. Here's my t shirt up. for the boys. Oh, eight boys. Even Harry Wilson. Mal. What did you do for work experience? <laughs> I'll tell you what I did. I never had work experience. I've missed out on a hell of a lot there, Stephen Harry Wilson. I just had to sit and smoke half a, half a fag and drink, drink a pint of ale with a Johnny. i tell you what I did for my work experience. I got a full bag of old Holborn and I smoked it in my pipe. <laughs> did you do work experience at school? No. Did you know? No. I don't even know if it was a thing when I was at the school. It was, uh, I, I, did, I worked in a solicitor's. Wow. Is that what? That's like legal eagles. Bet you'd watch something like that. That's, that's typical gibble, but you'd probably watch some some film it was like fucking Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks as a lawyer, and you went, That's what I like, Demo. Solicitor, son, that's it. I'm going to be a solicitor. I'll make you so proud. Straight to the solicitor. Well, okay, Ali McBeal. I was right on the Ali McBeal. That's what it was. Ali McBeal was a great programme. That's how you would went to a solicitor. I guarantee oh. if anybody weighed up when Ali McBeal was on the TV and when you were doing work experience, that's when you'd done the solicitor, wasn't it? My dad worked for the company. That's the only way I got it. No, 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 no. no. It was. <laughs> you either had to get your own or the school would give you one. Because do you know the thing was, we everything all went up in a big sheet on the wall and you had to pick what you wanted. But then, no. the, then the teachers decided if you were allowed to have the one you picked. Right. Yeah. Do you know, I, I remember. Um, do you get when, when you sat in the room with the fucking guidance council and they go, right, um, what do you what do you like? I like football and I, and I, and I like, I like you know, running a bit with my pals. You're a fireman. Or you're I, a police. That was it. Fireman, I, police, doctor. I remember telling my, my guidance 
counsellor that I was really interested in music and, I, and I'd, I'd like to try and do something to music. They said, I suggest you just try and get a job in one of the factories. That's uh, what mate, it said. Just get out. Mate, I had to go through this meeting and then she put it in the computer and it churned out apparently your ideal job. And she says, oh, you, you've come back as police officer. And I went, no. And she went, wouldn't you like to do that? I went, absolutely not. I says, there's never, no way in hell will I ever be a police. Never. And, she, and you know what she said to me? You're tall enough for the police. I went, are you getting paid for this? You're Oh, that's the thing. I think my guidance teacher was called, I'm sure it was Mrs. Copeland, and, and she'd one of them. Brilliant. That's the type of guidance teacher I want. A woman that has lost her arm in battle. That's how hard her life's been. She's punched she's guys that hard that she's lost her name. Her arm's come off, and that she's giving us guidance. Fuck off. All right, so I worked in Ross Ross Harper and Lidl was the name of the, of the firm. Oh, Ross Harper, that's still kicking about. My dad was a claims negotiator for Ross Harper. And I got a job with him because I remember saying to him. I think they done the advertisements, Ross Harper. I, I remember saying to him that uh, that I had to do work experience and they were wanting to send us in Renfrew. There was a they used to have a wee zoo, a petting zoo in, in the park. That's right. There was a chance I was getting sent there to work with the fucking council. And uh, I remember saying to my grandma's like, Papa, I don't want to work with these stinky pigs. And then he wrote my dad and he says, right, bring him in. And I remember I get paid, mate. I couldn't believe it. I was sorting files, going and getting them lunches, going to Greg's. Okay, so she's always please. My, my dad wasn't there at the time. He was he was doing in England, but mate, I remember going, going, see if this is work. This is all right. And then Aye, I'll get to work. Let's give him something today. Send him down to Greg's for the coffees. Don't eat all the sausage rolls on the way back now, Scott. Mind they for us, they're for that, the workers. That showed me the uh, the power of connections because my my grandpa was basically best friends with the guy who was like the head partner and then he went on to start his own firm and then when I was at university, I remember phoning him. His name is David Pirrett who is now a QC, right? So it's like as high as you can go in the legal system and I remember phoning him saying... I need a job in the summer and he went just turn up it, and it was one of the law firms in Glasgow he went just turn up there and tell them I've sent you and mate and I right. remember turning up and nothing was like there wasn't going who the fuck are you gave my desk and just gave me stuff today and I was getting paid like good money then for doing f- literally fuck all but that That's was my work experience running about Hamon in the Hamon office sorting out files like that no way man He's no, no way did he do it just a little whatever I'll sort it <laughs> I you know, am- see, see when I was going through the uh Oh, no, no, anyway, so that's what I did. What do you do? Nothing. I, I never got any work experience and then um I try to get jobs for the council. I, I, I really I, I really had no chance of getting a job. And my auntie got us a YTS in IBM. My dad kind of went, Look, can you know sort him out and get her? She said, Well, I'll I'll um, have a word with the work. Got us a job in IBM, which really did for for a wee guy who's interested in computers and music now, it was like the next best thing. And a, and, a, and a guy called Tony Hamilton was my mentor and he, he taught me fucking so much even silly things that I still do today like to-do lists and how to structure your day and everything that'll always be with me man and, and you know I'd like to hunt these guys down and say thanks but there was one guy he was called Andy he worked he was a rugby player he was a total wankpot he was a only in there pot? yep he was only in there because he was like I think he was a professional rugby player and the guys had got him a job and he was just no one like a fucking bully. Huh? That's what he was. They're bullying the workplace. And I remember telling him, I fucking don't like you. And you've made my time here. It's been brilliant apart from fucking working with you. You know um, what? I'm gonna tell you this, right? 
You really, I really don't like you and I don't care what happens to you. I don't even like rugby. You really spoiled my working experience and I'm just, I'm just not happy, right? I'm not upset, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm a good day. Every day, I get up at six in the morning and I drive for Stevenson to kill him. I say green up and it takes right. me over an hour and I don't care because I look no. forward to my work, but I don't look forward to sitting next to you and listening to all your shit about rugby and how and how you don't like me. You made my life a misery, Andy. I remember waiting up on that Monday morning, my dad's like, I've got you a job now, I've got a job, Dad. He says, no, I've got you a real job, son. This is what is it? He went, you're going to put on a really tight-fitting boiler suit and you're going to be in a factory with a hundred other men and you're going to see the really tight bums loading on other computer chips. And I was like, right, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> and then when I came in and I met you, I was like, I'm really disappointed because you're really horrible. No, I'm not angry. Hey, I want you to know that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not angry, I'm just really upset, that's all. Listen, it's got nothing to do with how muscly you are and how great you look in that Bailey suit, but I'm just <laughs> raging at you because you get nothing but bad things to say to me. And all I do is look at you. I dream about you. I want to be you, Andy. There's nobody that I know that looks as good as you in that Bailey suit. You're, you're a big bully, a man. A big handsome bully. That's receiving <laughs> more helpful to a man like, like me. You're a handsome bully. <laughs> Nobody likes a handsome bully. If you're an ugly bully, well, I, I could have I could have took that better. But you're just so good looking. You haunt my dreams at night because I know after I have a wank about you, I'm coming in and you're saying terrible things to me through the day. Even at night time, you whisper lovely things in my ear. But take me, take me. Oh, that's it. Deeper. More deep, Mal. More deep. <laughs> But no, I don't hear stuff like that when I'm working with you. It's all like you're a wee dick. What the fuck are you doing here? How much are you getting a week, you wee fucking wank? That's who I go for you. You could have given me a tenner out your poking. That smile on my face. God knows what I'd have done for that tenner. But you know, you're a handsome bully and that's the kind of bullies I hate. <laughs> Is that a wee bit too personal? <laughs> that feels like you've had that conversation before. I was talking to him. Uh, he was, you, he was right there, aye. I was visualising him in that <laughs> fucking boiler suit it was cracking for a couple of minutes there I thought I saw him I know when it all went wrong I know when it all went wrong <laughs> fell apart and it's not my fault and if I could take it back I went but when I walked into that canteen and we locked eyes when you were eating a banana I know I made you feel <laughs> I couldn't I just, look away I had to watch I just, you stick it right down <laughs> I've never saw a man spitting a banana before he ate it but boy did I fucking <laughs> never forget that <laughs> I think you ate the banana with the skin on it. No, it's, it's the fact. It's the fact you peeled it with your feet. Right, I'll never forget that. <laughs> you peeled it with your feet, and you spat on it. I've never seen a man eat a banana that way before. You call that ambidextrous? But boy, <clears throat> was I impressed. Oh my god! Right, one more question. We've got a few more, but we'll do one more. No, play them uh, all, man, then I'll take us to the end of the show. This is from Douglas Kane. <sighs> Douglas Kane. Douglas Kane's question is as. Hello, this is Dr. Hands Upper Cunt from the Belfast Trust, also a mental health advisor. Just like you say to all you council scum, get your fingers in your pockets and get some money into the Patreon for these two heroes. When we were outside clapping for everybody in the NHS, including my good self, I was clapping for these two boys as well. Yes. Keeping everybody with their mental health issues sane, laughing, and sometimes taking the piss out. So I feel it's my duty to tell all you folks get the money out. It's a price of a couple of pints. Become a patron. See if you don't. 
Hvor stopper det her? I må også have det her langt. What does he say? What does he say? The kids with. He's just saying. I like Douglas he's saying there. Just make sure you donate to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Douglas. Uh, Douglas is a hero. Uh, we love him very much. It's great so to know Douglas has got back. <laughs> so... Become a hero, man. Become a hero and listen to all the episodes. Four quid. It's twenty four quid. It was four fifty, but the strength of the pound against the dollar has buggered us right in the bum cheeks. It's twenty four quid. So for a pound a week, mate, you can become a hashtag hero. Support the show. Support myself and Cheeky Mal, and get access to every single episode. Do it. Do it. Do it. We're going to have to do an ASMR special soon for the heroes, Definitely. I think. Definitely. Somebody was commenting like the whispering dog in the last episode. I can't even remember doing it. You're talking about it. Oh, <laughs> the ultimate rage when some cunts <laughs> fucking laughed. Fucking On the phone. Oh, I, God. I swear if I didn't have kids, I swear to God. <laughs> he just started laughing at him. Oh, I wish I could name him. I wish I, I'll fucking tell do you. Know, do I know was. who it is? It's... You all know who it is. Oh, it okay. was fucking dynamite. Fucking, I swear to God, I'll fucking come to near. Why you fucking talk to your gun? That is mad, isn't it? Um, we had some questions on the. Um... Is there no another audio question? We need to utilize these, no, man. I he's a brilliant I, man. I don't know if there is. I'm just double checking. Stevie, uh, Douglas, Robert. Buddy. If you've enjoyed these heroes, chatting away leaving his audio messages you can too but if you want to hear more and you're just a fucking council scumbag be a patron because episode 117 was when we launched it and we got a couple of, a couple of belters on that one didn't we uh, you can't you can't be uh, <laughs> you can't it came first to check the leg that was still my favourite <laughs> what, what it is right <laughs> Mal and DJ Gibbo Brilliant. Where it is, right? Yeah, I think I've Look got another one here. Look, chicken or egg. And if you want to find out, listen to 117. Right, I'm just trying to get it. Joe, <laughs> you know I need to get I need that, I need that, um, the podcaster from Doom. No, Road. The Road. Is it the wee thing you plug your phone in and then cut it into the audio? It's the thing I can take clips for this and load. It's like a big mixer and I can play the clips. That's what I need. I that's what I, I need. That's why we need more people to become hashtag heroes so we can get this so I don't need to play this on my phone. <coughs> I looked into that. Um, there's one that you can get and a thin one it was actually I think it was for Behringer or something like that. A really remember good price. That, I'll need to look into it. Remember that dodgy German website you used to use before it bumped all the Brexit Aye. prices on? Oh god. Good Right, this is the last question and this is from Kenny Bridges. Uh, Kenny's getting a second question in because he sent it through and you too can ask a question. Go to the hashtag show.co.uk and uh, up the top left-hand corner there is a box that says podcast questions. Hit that and then you can record an audio question for the Dynamic Duo. You can do it on your computer, you can do it on your phone, you can do it on your smart tablet, whatever you want. You can do it, you send a raven. That's Kenny Bridges done it. Be Kenny. like Kenny and just fire in there. Abuse this and ask as many questions as you want because they're fucking brilliant. Any here? I noticed that I sounded like a bit of a bam last time I spoke. So, nah, fuck it. Uh, most embarrassing place you've ever pissed? Don't know if it's been asked yet. Previous episodes. Um, 
I pushed in my mate's fridge one night. I was at uh, Majestic's in Motherwell. I think it was meant to be TTF that were playing. Uh, they didn't turn up. A big loss. Um, <laughs> I ended up back at the mate's house. I passed out. Mates couldn't wake me up. He said, just leave him. I'll bring him home tomorrow. I don't know if he maybe wanted to rattle my ass when I was sleeping. But anyway, this next po- thing this I know, podcast, man. I'm uh, stoning in his kitchen with the fridge door open. Fishing. And uh, he's shouting, What are you doing, you fucking maniac? <laughs> uh, I get fucked out. And my clays get cut up with scissors. I had to walk wow. back to shorts. Um, middle of the night. Ball at a credible oh, hulk. There you go. stories, boys. Kenny Bridges taking the full 90 seconds there. Thanks for that, Kenny. Beautiful, oh, beautiful. Play that again. Um, let, me, let me say this. I, I am not a big pisser when I'm drunk. No? I've Even though when you day one, you're just, that's you, open the gate? No, I mean, I'll go to the toilet, but I mean, like, I have, I've never wet the bed. I've never pissed. And, like, you know people who, like, piss in cupboards and never done that. Mm-hmm. I have... I've pissed in a pint glass and like left it at the side of the bed but then I, when I wake up I know it's there and, and discard it but I did have a friend who shat in somebody's fridge now he claims he was drunk but he was drunk but I think a bit of it was you know trying to make it how, how mate, did he get in the fridge did he shit on something then put it in the fridge because how no, would he no, climb he in the fridge opened the fridge door and reversed his arse into the fridge now this was a smeg fridge so it was oh, a full, right 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 Opened the fridge, reversed his ass into the fridge, and then shot in the fridge. And you know what? That's absolutely disgusting. My mate kicked off. And he won he Gave him the glass shelf out the fridge with his shite on it, and he talked about the house. See if that was my house. To, he had to replace it. No, I would be. I'd be rolling about question, find right? the guy, and I'd fucking knock him out. I. We need a we need a equipment upgrade here. Can I, can I just say something? No, because your mate's not wanting. See if there, see if there are any, <laughs> see if there are any potential heroes. Oh my god, <laughs> mate, <laughs> mate! Scott was saying there. See if Edge, Norman Collier. Your mate's not working. No. Oh, oh, oh there it's back, it's back. See if there are any potential heroes out there thinking to themselves that I am going to uh, start a podcast. Now listen, I've done it. I've been guilty in the past. I want a Joe Rogan mic. Mal wants a Joe Rogan mic because we want to be cool and trendy. Can I say this to you? You don't need invest it. Invest as much as possible. See whatever you think you're going to invest in, in microphones. Spend double that on cables, Right. Because, see a good cable, it'll, it'll save you, it'll save your life. And I have got a shite cable, which I'm going to replace with another shite cable. But we'll see if that's... A shite blue one, man. You want to get a fucking green one in there, Gibble? A red one? <laughs> no, that's interesting. My God. It's a dodgy lead you've got there, mate. Hello. Dude, keep it at that, keep it at that, and just wrap <sighs> up the show, yeah? So... Shot in the fridge and he gave him the glass shell foot with the shite on it to take up the road. And he thought he thought that he was that he was funny. Do you know what it was? It was one of those parties where see when everybody was getting like into their early twenties and everyone starts to go off in their own path. So you know you have friends all the way through school and teenagers, and then like one or two of your pals start like dressing a bit different, or they stole peat and meat, or they only drink cocktails, and then they find 
their pals for uni and they go off it was it, mm. that was at the point in their lives where we were all moving in different directions because this guy was still like you know fucking drink a pint of piss and I'll fucking shit in the fridge whereas everybody else is like so yes I'm doing a PhD in the why milk turns brown when you have cocoa pops so it was a it was a clash and he Frank the Tank we, he was a Frank the Tank he thought it would be funny going shit in the fridge and to one other person it was uh, but to the rest it was uh, disgusting I had a mate Plum whose fucking party Plum. trick was yep Putin, if he went, whoever's paid it was, and he went in the toilet, he'd stick their toothbrushes up his asshole. Jesus. And he'd done it in my house, and I fucking knocked him out, chucked him out of the house. Wow. I didn't even know if he didn't put the toothbrushes up his asses, but he smiled and hinted at it. Chucked that, the that's toothbrushes enough. out. That's enough. Aye, that's I mean, enough. Why, why would you, why do, why do people put, why do people put things up their bum? Well, in I think it's non, just because it's disgusting. In a non-sexual way. Well, I imagine toothbrush would be quite tickly and fun. Like see if you see if you were having a you were having a cuddle with your partner, yes. And uh, you know you're a loving relationship, and uh, you you know and she says, "Listen, is there any any, any fantasies you have?" And you say, "Hey, uh, I've always wanted to put a put a toothbrush up my, up my bum hole," <laughs> and she's like, "I'll do that for you," or he will do that for you, and you do it and you love it, great. But to do that, just you know, uh, to annoy your mate, ah, you know, wouldn't it's it, I wouldn't. <laughs> what was that? This is an amazing night. Is there anything I can do for you? Is there any fantasies you'd love to do with me? Well, then what is right? I'd love to punch you square in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that going, oh, Franco, that's one of the best nights I've never been shagged that way in my life. Is there any, is there any fantasies you've got? I've only got one fantasy. Wait, that, I want you to get up and get a fucking mouse. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'd love, what I'd love I to do I want to play you. FIFA uninterrupted <laughs> for four and a half oh. years. <laughs> You've took me to heaven and back. Alan, is there any nagging day for you? Go and fire up the PlayStation and fuck off. Thank you, Kellen. On that fucking Xbox on your way. We've got Super Sunday coming up. Yeah, can see you Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Would it change a fucking thing? <laughs> I'll do it for you, Franco. I'd even let another woman come in if you really want to do that. There's only, there's only one thing I want. There's only one thing I want, Hen. What is it? You want me to piss on you? No. When you turn that Xbox on. <laughs> And get a fucking wise. <laughs> Just keep uh, walking. I wonder Don't how walk long. Back until the next time I'm horny. I, I think that <laughs> Buddy the Elf talked about, uh, or who was it we talked about buying shares? Somebody talked about buying shares. Uh, it was Kenny Bridges. I think we should start taking bets on how long before this podcast gets shut. <laughs> before we get. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here is the thing as well, right? When you talk about cancel culture and Mate, we, you know, we somebody must, could be complaining, right? We must sailing, be on somebody's radar. Aye, we're on somebody's <laughs> radar, right? And I tell you what. <laughs> when they change the fucking <laughs> it's, go, it's gonna get to the point where we the only episodes we can put out are hero episodes. You know what it is? I think these cancel culture vultures will only pick on something that is 
of notoriety or like success. You know, for instance, see the minute we get an award for like the fucking the best podcast or recognition. That's never going to happen. But, but if we were ever to get recognition, that's when these fucking vultures come out the woodwork and go, I bet you fucking said this, they said that. It wasn't that when they were doing funny no, funny voices and, and pretending they were Asian. You know what I'm talking about? It's stuff like that. <laughs> Listen, see if we ever get, if anybody ever goes back through our, our back catalogue and the only thing that they're offended by <laughs> is being an Asian voice, I think we're doing all right. Uh, you get a full fucking a full <laughs> I, sheet, couldn't you? Listen, I know they're doing all that stuff about gay men buggering each other and all that, but did you hear them doing the Asian voices? That is not on. <laughs> right then. I think, I think you were, what are you offended with? <laughs> hey, <laughs> you, hey, you, the fucking lesbian there with the pink hair. <laughs> Aye, the vegetarian cow. Come here. What are you offended about in this show? <laughs> they slag gays. Right. <laughs> Blacks, whites, Asians. Disabled folk, paedophiles, everybody basically. Everybody, everybody's not there, basically. <sighs> Do you fucking think about? See you smoking that. <clears throat> I watched a a thing on YouTube yesterday, right? And I'm never going to get it <clears throat> because obviously I don't have. See if I just said your millions, Mal. I would have so much Wait, cool why stuff. Why do you see this? You're I would have so much cool stuff, man. Listen, right? if you went along the lines that I'm doing, like I know we'd get mere fucking patrons. If I had like a tenth of your wealth, I'd have such cool stuff, man. Right? I mean, yeah, I know... It's impossible for you to cool stuff. You get money in the fucking door and you spend know, it in fucking but, shit. I but imagine if I had like, even like, even if you gave me like four million, I wouldn't even make a dent on what you've got, right? You wouldn't even make a dent. So, oh my god I would love to I give you my bills to pay just to see how how you, the st- see the fucking stress I carry <laughs> in these two man to man with shoulders what well, do you know your problem right this is we're living in a modern world mate you need to get that working your partner out working and they wins out working because that boy's 18 now you need to start providing so this programme's watching it's called the, the shop is Davidoff of London which is a I very chocolate, famous chocolatier no it's a very famous cigar shop in London here right? we go. And uh, the guy was talking you through this box that they had got at, at auction. And I'm like, right, this just looks like a fucking big box of cigars. So they, they sell them in 50s, a case of 50, which they don't do anymore, right? And the guy's talking about how a lot of clients want the old boxes because they sell them in 50s, which means they can smoke like 10 of them and they've still got 40 left. So they, they use them for the lifting. So things like... One of his clients was saying that he, he bought a box when his son was born and he smokes a cigar every year when he's on his son's birthday. And now obviously it's ran out because his son's now 51. He was asking if he could buy another box 50. So he was talking about this box. Well, you're not going to be 100, mate. So maybe just hedge your bets and buy a box well, 20. Yeah, I don't know. But then you, you're probably you, got fucking lung cancer and all these cigars you're smoking. Then, how, how nice would that be? You pass that on to your son and you go, my dad smoked one of these every day on my birthday. Now I'm going to smoke one. And he died of fucking lung cancer and he's want me to fucking pick up the helm. This is a problem that people don't understand. They know that there's no chemicals in cigars. There's only t- it's only pure tobacco. That's why a cigar burns out. And a fact you put that you put that in your lungs, you can die, Scott. But you think all the chemicals that are in cigarettes. That's like when you light a cigarette, it doesn't go out, it burns right to the end. When you light a cigar, if you don't smoke it, it goes out because there's no chemicals in a cigar. It's just tobacco. That's it, nothing else. Plus you don't hail it. Anyway, so he's talking about this box. Mate, the box looks amazing, right? This beautiful handcrafted Cohiba box of cigars. And the guy's saying, why is this so rare? Opens it up. 
it's fucking signed by Fidel Castro. Wow. And he's talking about the auction that they had. Fidel Castro came into the auction and spoke to them for an hour on stage, nothing political, nothing about just talking about his love of cigars. And he says there wasn't a sound in the room. There's like all these fucking millionaires and they were raising money for... Uh, this Cuban relief fund that was helping children's hospitals. So he's talking about they raised over like two million quid or something. But he's saying he's like I can almost remember every single word. Imagine going to a, a dinner and and fucking Fidel Castro gets up with a big fucking and starts talking about cigars. What is it? I mean, I've never actually understood the love of cigars. Is it the taste it leaves in your mouth as you smoke it? See, right? See, honestly, and obviously because I don't know enough about them yet. Like, I'm trying to learn all about the ring gauges and the size of them and that they have, like, burn speeds and how quickly they, they draw down and things like that. The, the ring gauge seems to relate to the size of it. So see if you get, like, a fucking big Churchill bad boy or the big fat ones. That's, like, a 60 or a 62 ring gauge, so a big fucking thick cigar. But there's so much to learn about them. But see, honestly, mate, see when I got those, those Cuban ones off that website? See smoking it and then, like, having a coffee? There's something about it. It does taste differently in your mouth. Like, I got, I did. I got a couple of Cuban ones. Right now, they're expensive. Right, they're about ten pound, twelve pound a cigar, and that's the cheap end. They go up to like, mate. There's one on that Davidoff website. It's a thousand pound for one cigar. Right, so the price range is insane. But you're talking about for a very good Cuban cigar, you're around about maybe the twenty-eight to forty pound per cigar. Right, it's insane money but obviously you can get ones that are like a tenner the ones you get out of the shops Henry Winterman's they're a fiver right so I, I was smoking that and you don't inhale it but you can tell things like see when I smoked that Cuban one the the speed in which the smoke comes into your mouth is heavily reduced as opposed to the cheap one so it's things like that that you can taste the difference in and see when you're like a lot of guys drink whiskey I don't like whiskey I drink coffee I smoke a cigar and have a black coffee and mate it, it, I don't know how to explain it but it just tastes differently in your mouth it heightens your taste buds or everything the coffee tastes different like the way in which it coats your mouth is different when you smoke like a really good cigar as well the way in which the smoke fills your mouth is completely different from like a cigarette I don't smoke fags but obviously I've smoked in the past it just feels completely different in your mouth there's just something about sitting there like fucking I got something gay about it how? Because you're putting a big, big black king in your mouth and sucking it. There's not, there's nothing, man. There's nothing more manly than sitting with a big, big cigar, mate. They're brilliant. You know, and if any listeners out there are, are, are hoodwinked into thinking, I'm going to try cigars, do responsibly, you know? Take care of yourself. Get yourself on, <laughs> mate. Get yourself a couple of Cubans. I was... Oh, and enjoy, mate. Enjoy I it. Said, I sent you a wee message. I, I was looking... At, you know, you'd uploaded the video and I always did my, I skimmed through the show and uh, I, w I was in tears laughing at the end of last week's episode. I can't even, right now I can't even remember what we were talking, we went off on one and the twos were fucking was laughing. No, no, it wasn't a whispering. <clears throat> it was just mental chat. I can't even remember what it was, but I was in tears watching it back, really laughing hard. I think some people, a lot of people said they liked, they enjoyed the first half hour when we're talking about the half Rangers fans and the the uh, Red Hand Ulster pack. You can get one of those one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fun pack, the episode. It really was. I, I mean, I am, I'm losing so much track fun. of. 
I'm losing track of uh, episodes now because this has been the most regular that we've ever recorded. Do you know what I mean? So it does feel like I keep forgetting that we jump between hero episodes and normal episodes. Do you know what I mean? So I I, I, sometimes when I talk about things, I forget that. Um, because well, there's no heard it because they're no I heroes could, I, people so I, I forget that people listening to this may not have heard what we were talking about on the last episode because it only went out to, to the heroes there's never really a theme but with this show is there it's not as if we no. talk about what we talked about before there might be some characters like you were doing the high pitched fella um, you know but then again that might be new to somebody who's a cool listener because I've never been heard it before o- over the know. over the weekend there um, that, that was my 50th Patreon episode on my podcast. How many episodes have you done now? But you're doing something mental like two a week or something. I did two a week on that, which it's odd, man, because sometimes it's a lot and other times it doesn't feel. Just it's like anything else. It's like it's like this. Like we we will sit and we're recording, we're just approaching two hours now, do you know what I mean? So we will sit and, and talk for the same length of time. And some some days it's really easy and it just flows. And some days, you know, we come off and we go, fucking hell, that was hard, wasn't it? Or it didn't just like anything else so in the weeks when it's easy it's easy in the weeks when it's tough it's tough right. but it, was, it wasn't until I, I, I uploaded it and I was like fuck that's the 50th that's the 50th Patreon so that's in, in total that's 122 episodes it's brilliant so you've actually done many your own podcasts and you have of hashtag podcasts which is mental but again but do, you, do you stick to the one hour but as well you, you're quite I only do I only, I only uh, do regiment it I know our solo chat is fucking plenty, man. Do you know what I mean? But you, you think about I often think, in fact, sometimes it's mad because I was talking to Yaz about this the other day and I'm going, you remember like how hard it used to be for us to all get together to record? Like it was, it was mental, man. We're like either people being away traveling or coming back for gigs. Like, it was so hard. And, and this, like the Zoom has been a fucking a godsend, man. Really I hard. actually, I actually, I mean, we've, we've, we're on tap it. We're recording our audio good which was the main thing but I actually see this as even when lockdown ends you know we'll have, a, we'll have ones we will obviously still get together yep. but I just think this is the way to do it oh aye aye and also things like um, you know even like uh, other podcasts as well like if you I'm seeing more people doing stuff on Zoom and I'm going there's, there's no reason why you wouldn't continue to do that do you know what I mean obviously there's something about being in a room as well with people and you know, we'll get together eventually once lockdown's over and do them. But this is still, this is still the easy way. Because I mean, I'm an hour and a half to get through to you. You know, if you had enough. Well, that's it. And then on the way as, back as, as well. As the crow flies, you know. As the crow that's three, flies. Three years out your day. You know I'm what? Not looking at tarmac. You know. Then I've got to come back and, and do the edit and all that. Make the video look all fancy. But I zoom's been a zoom's been a godsend. I'll be interesting, right? Because I feel like obviously because of lockdown people are just for whatever reasons why to keep being creative or vent their frustrations or whatever loads of people have started podcasts hmm. right I'll be I'll be interested to see how many people continue after lockdown you know because this is something that we've been doing now for six years and it's something that we enjoy doing obviously lockdown is not forced us but through our own choice we've developed it more and, and I, I would even say for me I've, I've been enjoying we've been spoke about just doing it and having that hang right we're doing it then and then it's that we hang today and you know keeps I, you busy and, I mean I, I do like it now where like I know a lot of people miss the music and stuff like that when we used to play tracks but it was it was it was so fucking hard to get around stuff because you like right now we couldn't play it on YouTube because it would shut us down 
Um, but even that, like the stop-start nature, when we fuck the show. If you listen to the early episodes, the show's completely different now than what it was. Obviously, we've lost someone as well, but even the format of it, like the kind of stop-start nature. Because remember, before we used to stop and and play pick it, it back up, and then we go right, we're going to talk. Whereas now, I quite like that we just we just go and we just see where it. See yeah. it goes. Sometimes it goes to pretty dark places, man. But it's just a, <laughs> it's just a kind of continuation on. And right. it's, uh, it's good, mate. No, I mean, it's good. 118 episodes. Unbelievable, mate. I, I like things like, I'm looking forward to his day and hitting 200. Or like hitting 100, 150. 150's the next one, isn't it? episodes. I mean, I think even my own podcast, like, I'm looking forward to getting to the 100th episode because I think that's a wee milestone then. You know, you see it as there. an achievement? Going, I mean, I always cringe, but I always think about that first time I tried to date myself when you say it was Best podcast person, right? available. You should actually put that out as a hero I special for your end. I can't find it. I'm sure it was a YouTube or a SoundCloud link you sent me. Right, I'll need to try and find it on SoundCloud. But that in itself, like, I, I was talking a little bit about this on the Patreon episode that went out on Sunday. That I'm, I'm, obviously, I would like the numbers to be better. You know, I would like the podcast to grow, but. That that will come with time, man. It's just about building the numbers, well, as in the body of work. Also, as well, mate. This podcast and your podcast, I'm sure we don't spend because we don't have the money. We don't spend any mon- money advertising a podcast. We don't no. make people aware of the puts. We basically wait. We're hoping that through our own pages and listeners sharing it, that's or telling their pals. It's word of mouth. It really is a grassroots word of mouth. Podcast with yep. yours and the hashtag one because we don't spend any money promoting it. If we uh, did spend have the money to spend money promoting it, it would be a much bigger thing. But I, uh, I like I, there's part of it that like especially with the hashtag. I like that it's a wee it's a wee cult thing. It's just a wee group of people, and you know we're slowly building the Patreon. And it's great, and everybody who's a hero, honestly, you, thank you so much for supporting the show. But uh, another thing we keep getting asked as well that we'll need to put right is we initially wanted to put all back catalogue episodes onto Patreon. Now that's proven a wee bit more difficult today. So what I think we'll do, Scott, if you agree, I think you do, is we'll just re-schedule them back onto Podbean. Pod, Podbean, so Aye. everybody's got it, because... Aye. I don't know what was going on, but Patreon has just been a right fucking pain in the hole. We try to get all the old the old ones up, so we'll just, we'll just make them live again on Podbean and then people can... People can enjoy them. I mean, imagine somebody just finding this show, right? This, this is what I think about it, you know? Because you, I, I mean, there's, I was, somebody the other day, you know, like I'm, get, I'm getting mayor and mayor folks saying, oh, luckily I'm a hashtag hero. Then I'm folk going, luckily I'm right into your tunes, you're a legend. I know, but I mean, what's uh, brilliant? I, I like, I like, it's the same, like, I like the idea of, because I've done it in the past where I've stumbled across a podcast and then I'll go, I've listened to it like in the car and then I've went, I quite actually quite enjoyed it or I like listening to the way that person talks, broadcasts. So, and then you go in and there's like 200 episodes. I'm like, brilliant. I, I, I enjoy that. That likes that. I hope people do find this and go, fuck, I've got 118 right, there episodes. There you go, Aye. But a lot of folk have been asking for all the previous episodes, Phillips, number one. So we'll, Aye, we'll, get we'll the reactivate them and get them back up. Activate. Right, we should wrap this up here then on a, on a solemn. We'll run out of steam here. We'll just we'll reminiscing, you know, we're reminiscing. <laughs>
And I need to go and finish off that morning shite that I started before. I'm actually brewing one up and all. And you know what? I really did try my hardest to not swear in this episode. I think I got... Why? Why are you trying not to swear? I just think I'm swearing too much, mate. I don't think you are. I think it's just it, natural. It's just me, but it is just... Oh, it's just who I'm on. I am what I am. And I'm sometimes... And sometimes I'll, I'll be listening back to the show and it's just fucking, fucking, cunt, cunt, fucking, fucking, cunt, cunt. And I go, I can't help myself. Maybe you're more aware of it now so you won't swear as much. But it's not like I've got a choice in the matter. It just happens like a comma. <laughs> when you change a fucking thing, man. <laughs> right. If you are listening to this and you would like to access every single episode, the only way to do so is become a hashtag hero. Head to patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show or go to the hashtag show.co.uk and follow all the links on the website. We love you all. Sign up. £4 a month, a pound a week. What's that? What is that? A pound a show? It's nothing. Sign up. Access all the extras. All the specials are on there. More stuff coming up. You all the heroes, we love you. To the skin, to the Kinsel scumbags. To the Kinsel scumbags. Kinsel scumbags. Our door is open, and we await your 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 presence. Come through. Except, I tell you, I'm going to see if you're a fucking Kinsel scumbag. Go and fucking listen. Joking aside, I will fucking drive to Nuris. Fucking of a wee world in your ear. You know what I mean? A man your man world in your ear. Which is there world in your ear? Oh well fucking pick me on the side of your ear. So I'll hurt you. I'll hurt you. Just fucking there. <laughs> we love you all. Good night. Can be dirty weasel. A weasel? <laughs> bye bye I just think of the guys who are Roger Rabbit when you see Weasel Weasel? Who's that? Remember the, remember the gang? Oh, the uh, they, fucking... they be fucking okay. ah, they be actually wore Weasels in suits <laughs> That was a freaky film the Roger Rabbit backs. You know you would wouldn't you? Jessica Rabbit Obviously You're standing on that who, How could you even pump a cartoon? I don't know You think Let's see when you pull out right Stop you it You're more and more Rabbit ink Rabbit ink? <laughs> she's not a oh. rabbit, she's a woman. No, she was a rabbit, mate. No, Roger was a rabbit, she's a woman. A cartoon <laughs> woman. I'd fuck him at all. <laughs> I'm a fucking mongrel, mate. <laughs> Why did change your fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did you fuck, did you fuck that bug out of Roger Rabbit? I'd fuck Roger Rabbit, mate. I'd fuck the weasels. <laughs> fuck all you I'll be funny ones running about I just run about <laughs> fucking everybody in cartoon land man. <laughs> mate you'd fuck the shoe <laughs> the wee talking shoe they get put in the vat hang up <laughs> <laughs> what are you in for fuck cartoons mate <laughs> <laughs> what no that wee shoe at Roger Labbit Fucking absolutely burgled his ass, mate. And <laughs> <I'm> stones. That's <laughs> funny. Oh, God. Pretty much all the Warner's cartoons. Done them all. <laughs> I like that you've got a you've got a cigar in jail as well. <laughs> <laughs> See, when they're all busy hunting doing all the pedos and all that, Jeffrey Epstein. 
I was just up one of those fuck out cartoons you couldn't tell any kind of was interesting <laughs> Oh, you, you need help. You, you need a counsellor. You need to go and speak to a professional. No, it was great about it, right? You just draw them in all sorts of positions. Can you see Just fucking demolish them, man. And then if they start getting smart, just rub them right out. Just oil them. Rub it in the paper. Scrum like, them, put it in the bin. They don't want you wearing a rubber. Cartoons, <laughs> man, take it anyway. Don't want you wearing a rubber. <laughs> Right, 118, done. If anybody has been affected by anything raised in this episode, please contact your GP and seek medical profession. All the best. Yeah, see if you want to hear me about my fucking cartoon <laughs> exploits. You know, my, next, my next podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> Mal's got a blog out. <laughs> Read Mal's blog. It's called Mal- <laughs> Mal in Toonland. <laughs> What's my up, name? Up Captain Damage, my man. Captain <laughs> Damage. I'm going up the tune. No! <laughs> Sesame Street, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. grim, man. I know, it's it is grim, man. I'm going to go for a shower now as well. Right, all the best. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Your favourite captain. <laughs> Just say goodbye. Probably fucked it. <laughs> 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 don't ask your don't ask your uncle Mal about Peppa Pig I don't know just don't ask him nah, I mean I don't like the 2D ones I mean I like 3D cartoons <laughs> <laughs> I don't like 2D I like 3D yeah them cartoons man it's like see the computer animated it once you're like Toy Story in it <laughs> right I'm off you're freaking me out now <laughs> See that wee bow, that bow peep? Oh, I see that toy story. That big dresser has, man. Oh. I set it in fire. <laughs> You've got problems. You've got serious, serious problems. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't think we're going to get a single hero after this episode. Hey, Woody. <laughs> hey, Woody. That's going to be a mass exodus. Uh, right, thank you for listening. Chris Cairns is a council scumbag. Become a hero. Sign up for Patreon. We will see you all next week for episode 119. Uh, where Mal will talk us through his first counselling session with his therapist. All the best. See you later. As you said, mother, well, I could chop that out. <laughs> A finger bang or whatever we do. You can send us that. Also, I've not heard them, so... I know, but I wanted to play them. Anyway. The hashtag show.co.uk This is between me and you, don't it? Oh, this is the content? No. Because I, I don't know what you want me to do. Do you want me to play them for you first? Because some of them, mate, are like, some of them are great and then it goes right off at the end.